and we're live. What's up, Coyo? Yo, man. Just chilling. Just chilling. Just chilling. Episode one, I guess. Episode one. What are we calling this? I don't know. I was, uh, I wanted to narcissistically call it the PC podcast. The PC, Paris Crosby. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) But also, you know, it has a couple other lure people in right like the yeah. pc podcast what are these fucking libtards talking about yeah it's like uh, nothing really yeah you know we're just talking a bunch of jive yeah everybody really should be right yeah, yeah i mean we're just friends right at this point we're just like hey we talk a lot why don't we just record it and put it on the internet <laughs> <laughs> right oh man reminds me of like supernatural where they're like uh you know we're hunters uh saving people hunting things the family business you know we're just friends talking talking shit exactly right <laughs> talking that's spin facts spitting <laughs> the fa- the family business there we go hell yeah right so yeah i guess i i what appeals to me about this is like i don't really like posting on like facebook and twitter and stuff because i suck with words and typing and writing and also it doesn't seem like you can get much communicated on those so it's like having this open forum discussion i feel like is a lot more suited to me personally yeah you know facebook sort of like facebook and twitter i think what it is is that when you have the ability to hide behind um just like any sort of like avatar or anything like that yeah you can (laughs) sort of just like negate all sense of humanity from that person yeah 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 and it's just like that person was like in your face right there like right would you have the balls to sort of like it's low-key like even though it's so advanced it's like kind of like a primitive way of communicating with each other Mm -hmm. it's like it's like the same thing as like you know drawing a picture on a wall then someone else seeing it because there's not really that much courage involved if you really think about it yeah like um you know there's courage going in front of your boss and like giving your boss like the lowdown yeah versus like you know just spitting angry thoughts on like twitter right right um because then you're really jumping through like real mental yes um and that's scary and that takes a lot of courage yeah um Uh, yeah i would say it gives you a good outlet plus like you know it i think it's a good space for like trying to be clever especially twitter where they like make you shorten everything yeah and like to to, like really get your point across i guess that's valuable in some way but like Mm -hmm. when that's all communication now or just like you have 160 characters or whatever to represent yourself on the internet it just doesn't work out very well it doesn't matter who well i think you know it kind of um it kind of lends itself to sort of that catharsis of like you know we have a bunch of like these random niche ideas that if we were to like say it out loud at our job and shit we would be like huh yeah wait what huh wait what this yeah true Uh, true. and so it's just like i think it's like super cool because like you know i can just i'm automatically have an idea of just like man i wonder how good it would feel to eat my own ass and then i could just like put that on twitter (laughs) i could put that on twitter and you know, but I don't like, know. None of my bosses follow me, so yeah. you know, I can just like let that loose. And the people that do, it's like, man, Khalil wants to eat his, <laughs> Khalil wants to eat his own ass. Man, That's but like cool. that could like backfire too if it, if, if some someone got a hold of it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but here's the thing. You know, I, f- I feel like that matters more if you know if you're working like a nine to five job, right? Yeah. If you're yeah. just sort of like your own sort of like businessman, right? I really feel like 
it doesn't you have matter. the freedom to do that yeah that's sort of like the freedom of that um which honestly i think that's why i'm not cut out for like a nine to five job sort of thing <laughs> yeah because i just don't feel like in any way like anytime i have felt like in roles where i've had to like have my voice yeah. stifled at all for the sake of quote-unquote professionalism yeah i immediately start hating yeah. <laughs> aspects of that job no i feel like, yeah especially with the power structure like mm-hmm. how it's created in certain you know like those typical nine to fives yeah it's just, i think that's why you know that would be sort of like the fun part of like being like a comedian yeah um it's sort of just like being able to just like just like say shit yeah yeah um i mean that's kind of why i wanted to do this is because uh-huh we we trust each other right uh-huh. and we can talk about things that we are probably you know not comfortable talking to other people about yeah but to like have this open discussion where it's just us having conversation and i guess hopefully at some point there's an audience that like kind of feels the same way about stuff because uh-huh. we we can have some controversial opinions i think yeah yeah amongst the people that like we mutually know uh-huh and even outside those friend groups it's just like I think we, we, we talk about things sometimes that are like, I don't know. I feel comfortable talking to you about... A little bit outside of the box. Yeah. You know, just like, you know, um, just trying to get perspective. Yeah. I think that's just the cool part about it. Right. Just like conjecture. Um, but no, this is a, this is a great idea. Um so we were talking what were we talking about previously before we said like like cut we were about to start talking about something pink season oh yeah 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 we were talking about joji yeah yeah no because i i uh, put on pink season the other night at work while i was just closing up and just remembering how how just vile that album is it is and you know i think it's really funny when um when joji actually put out that uh he put out that thing on instagram like a little um he was saying like after like sort of like George Floyd had gotten shot and like, um, you know, all of the protests began to happen. Yeah. He sort of put out a message on Instagram and was like, I didn't truly realize like how, how big this was and that I was yeah. really like not super aware to it. Um, and he said, you know, I couldn't remember if he had said something specifically about like his background being sort of like Japanese and sort of like where that came from. Um, but then I, uh, uh, you know, I heard that and then I thought back to pink season. Yeah. And I was just like, are you sure? Like, I was like, wait, yeah. hold up. That's a, you're in a different mind space when you're pink guy though. Right. Like that's. Yeah. But you know, he was still super aware of the internet though. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like, you know, he was, um, internet toxicity was his downfall uh on the internet really yeah um kind of like got him ill so i'm like thinking about man you knew all this racist shit was happening online yeah but i mean you know here's um, what it is or at least from my perspective uh is um minorities especially because i'm half japanese and half white Mm -hmm. and growing up like all the minorities kind of got lumped together right Mm -hmm. So I think there's this perception amongst um, biracial people, especially half Asian people that are like, you know, we're kind of like in the same boat. So like we're it what we do, because like he uses the N word a lot uh-huh. in those old videos and in pink season and all that. And like there's this feeling that like there's kind of a pass for it. 
Yeah. And like they're like yeah, maybe sometimes around your certain friends, like sure. You yeah, know, but, but like blatantly in a song in hindsight looks really bad, but at the time, you know, he was probably around other creators that were just like, yeah, fuck it. Like what are you going to It's like you're That dead. was sort of just like internet culture. I yeah. think like back then, you know, 2000 and I don't know, like 14, 15, whenever that time Pink all that season. was coming up. Pink season came out 2017. Oh, no, I mean 2017, but I'm saying, like, even before he was making, yeah, like, that, uh, I mean, even before that album, he was making, like, I don't know, like, Filthy yeah. Frank videos, like, um, Here, I think there was that whole... Let's try to adjust this. There we go. Yeah. You want to, like, sit back a little bit? Mm-hmm. Or however you need to do it, you know? I think there was that, uh, time when, you know, there were a lot of these sort of, like, really popular, sort of, like, mainstream, um non-black youtubers yeah yeah Um, yeah and so like they were sort of like i wouldn't say teaching but they were sort of like setting the stage in terms of like the idea of like youtube commentary slash comedy like they were sort of like setting the precedent for it right so because there wasn't like a lot of like sort of like um like um, in those spaces there weren't a lot of people being like hey that's probably not okay um, I don't yeah. think there was necessarily a ton of like critique on them either. Right. Um, which, you know, I think there's something to be said about people who are going against the grain. Right. And who are trying to like do something different. Um, I do think though, specifically, like whenever I saw that Instagram post of his, I was like, man, it's like, it's hard for me to even understand how to perceive this because of yeah. all the history of his videos. <laughs> That um, brought you and I great joy. Yeah, it's right? like, <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I remember that album, and I remember being like, man, like, this is, this is awful, but then I'm also like... It was so, it's so raw, it's so just like... It's just sort of like, um, you know, I think it sort of reminds me of sort of like Kanye's album, Yay. Yeah. Because, um, um, you know, I think it kind of like says stuff that you know we all sort of like have these sort of like random these random sort of like uh, peripheral thoughts yeah um that sort of just like sort of like cross like the the stratosphere of our minds and you know we don't really dwell on them too much but like it's like sort of like this like manic thought that just like happens yeah sort of like crude and absurd but we let that sort of like flow by and he and just Pink kind of addresses just like all of that. Yeah. It's a full embrace of like the really awful <laughs> parts of her. Head. I mean, there's a song in there that's like, that's like, if you're not nine inches, you can't pleasure women. Yeah. Right. Like if just you're under whole... nine inches, you cannot pleasure women. Right. Um, and then at the end of the song, he says, which, which again is extremely controversial. He says, black lives matter too. Yeah. Their dicks are way bigger. <laughs> right. Blah, 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 right. blah. Um, yeah, in hindsight, and, you know, that looks really bad. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was even bad back then. Like, yeah. it, it wasn't even like. But it's worse now. Like, yeah, yeah, like the context. Way worse. Uh, the context now is like, man, that's not good. But then again, it's like, um, you know, if you're talking about like things like the idea that, like, you know, I was actually talking to my roommate about this the other day. I was just like, where do you even. 
where do you even think the whole stereotype of like black men having bigger dicks like come from? Because then I asked. Because then I asked him. I was just like, yeah, like, like you're even scared of like seeing me naked in your house. Like, like, how many penises have you actually seen in your life? <laughs> Bro, that's what I'm saying. That's why we gotta take the Japanese route and take everybody to onsen so they can see a bunch of old crusty dicks. And then you you realize that a lot of dicks, old or crusty, are also huge. Yeah. And a lot of them are also small. And then you're like, oh, that's cool. Everyone has dicks. Some are big. Some are small. And then you get over it. It it literally doesn't matter. <laughs> like it's so it's one of those things in Japan that's really weird on the outside. But like when you when you grow up with it, it's just like yeah, people have, we we got dicks. Because my roommate was talking to me about how he was like, he was just like, you know, all I see is that, you know, on like porn websites, they have just yeah. like these, like if you go to like the, the Japanese section, right? that like, he's just like, uh, he was like, all of them have like small skinny penises. Yeah. And then I'm just like, but like, how do you know that that's real? But like, where does that come from? Isn't there though? like a statistic? I'm pretty sure I've seen like a like a diagram or something that's just like average penis size, and it's like Native American and then African American and then so on and so forth. That I think I think like Icelandic certain, is up there. I've seen or something certain things, but I think even like they've said that like those tests probably are like dudes a little from bit like, uh, from Hawaii are pretty hung. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen those cock. like statistics but i also if i'm not mistaken some of them are sort of like not even like that reliable yeah also um, ronnie chang do you have you seen his stand special yeah on yeah, yeah. He, uh, he's the one that's like on the daily show right yeah, yeah yeah he made a he made a really asian joke he's like i don't know who measured enough dicks to to, to like bring the standard deviation down to an acceptable margin of error to be for this to be accurate because he's like because asians dominate the world we are the most popular or populous race in the world that means what we do is normal like small dicks that's normal right driving bad that's normal doing math that's normal is driving <laughs> bad normal i mean I, just just statistically is what he's saying right? there's, a, there's <laughs> statistically. like there's like two and a half billion asians and not as much as any other race so yeah he's saying on average what they do is the norm for humans yeah, at the same time, a lot of those places aren't necessarily even, like, driving cars a ton, though. I think China is. Japan, not, like, not Japan, really. Though, not in Japan. Yeah, because it takes forever uh, to get your license, and it's, like, you have to, like, get your shit updated all the time. It's really... Yeah. But you don't need to in Japan, e- either. That's yeah, a nice no thing, need. man. I mean, you just have good transportation systems yeah. over there. It's not necessary. You know, I... Going back to Joji, though, like, he, hearing his music and, like... I just feel like I really identify with him because we have similar, you know, I, I kind of get where he's coming from thought wise because of growing up with Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. And like, I noticed recently that when he talks about Japanese culture, it's, it doesn't, you don't get a positive vibe from him. You get a very just like, ah, yeah, it's, you know, it's whatever. He's like, yeah, American stuff I think is better. And like, I, I really think that he was probably heavily rejected by Japanese society because mm-hmm. like that kind of behavior is just you know it's that's it wouldn't the, fly it doesn't fly yeah, over yeah, there yeah. yeah and it's like you know to have all that kind of built up inside of you because he, he's got something going on mm-hmm. right like some and 
I, I can kind of understand it a lot because you even see all this like grotesque behavior in manga and anime and shit just like super gory stuff like mm-hmm. all these outlets because there's so much societal pressure to be something and like there's no outlet for expressing those kind of things so when they do it's overwhelmingly like, like holy shit I was I mean I was having a conversation the other day about how the how like I think it's like so funny like I think I see like you know uh let's say like PewDiePie like um or Felix yeah he'll be like talking about like Japan it's one of the 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 kindest most modest most welcoming places on earth oh it is it's the best country for foreigners yeah it's great uh, yeah 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 but it also depends on what foreigner yes it also depends if you're looking at it from like are you living there which you know you're yeah. probably not going to be able to get a visa anyway to live there because it's tremendously hard yeah um unless you're like working there did i tell you about my cousin last time i went mm-hmm. um we're just hanging out you know we're sitting down to eat and out of nowhere he's just like in japanese he goes i was like what and that what he said he's like there's been a, like a lot of fucking brazilians moving in here and I was like, oh, wait, hold yeah, on. I remember I tell you, you this? telling me this. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was like, do tell. And he was just, he just went on about like, you know, they're taking up a bunch of construction jobs and whatever. They're just working, but like, they're not like, they're not assimilated with the culture. Like they litter a lot. Like they're pretty dirty and loud and all this stuff that he doesn't like. And then he was just like, why can't they just make, con- make money in their own country? Like, why don't they have to come here? And I was just like, that's very interesting. But then I'm also just like, but how many Japanese exchange students come to America? Yeah, that's a... It's just like a really strange... It makes me think about how racism is, right? It's just a proximity issue. Mm -hmm. It's like when you're not around it, you don't notice it. And then when it comes around... It's like different forms. It's like it just like comes in different forms historically. Yeah. Um, But then I think it's also interesting um, in terms of like even with like racism like just like how pervasive it is yeah uh, yeah my cousin is like a year older than me mm-hmm. right and like you think young people have young ideals they're progressive and accepting of everyone it's like yeah until you know new people move in and it's like wait a second once you have to get <laughs> confronted with it yeah see the thing is though that i think is really interesting about it um that I think sometimes isn't, like, talked about as much. It's just, like, you know, we all know that, like, sort of a ton of countries all, like, sort of, like, watch America, right? Yeah. So, like, they consume American media um, and stuff like that. You don't necessarily see, like, Americans consuming, like, Bollywood, like, media on the regular or anything like that. Um, But there's a lot of, Just anime. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just anime. Just anime. And I guess, like, some weird French films and Um, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's for, like, the really snooty uh, people, um, niche people. But, like, you know, I think what's really interesting about, like, the the concept of racism and how it sort of, like, spans out to other countries is that, like, you know, even though the concept of, like, racism um, can be based in proximity, I think, like, um, whenever talking about even, like, the concept of just, like, black 
black racism on like a whole worldwide scale yeah because you have sort of like america being sort of this model of like what it is yeah and then sort of other countries sort of also taking that model of like how black people are presented in media because they're all like tuned in to like media there yeah it's really interesting how that sort of idea of like blackness sort of like pervades everything which is like you know the concept of like brazilians per se like you don't get brazilian media getting into japan like that or like into like south korea like on the same level that like american media is right right um and stuff like that so you so like uh, this recent thing with like brazilians i'm like wondering like okay so that's a proximity thing right yeah um but like before that i'm sure your brother or was your cousin cousin yeah he'd probably be like all cool he'd be like i don't even know what a brazilian is but yeah. i mean yeah i mean i i guess they're cool i guess yeah um, but then they come nearby and then don't adhere you know like they're not the same right uh-huh, they're not the like s- they're, same <clears throat> like there's the- an expectation that you fit in with the society that you come to mm-hmm. and when you don't it creates tension mm-hmm. and it got me thinking it's just like Obviously, America is a racist country, but like, it, it aren't all countries like way more racist? Well, I in think a sense, part- like, imagine you throw up three million Mexicans in Denmark. Like, do you think it's gonna work? Well, I think one one stipulation to also make through that conversation is that are we talking about racism or are we talking about xenophobia? I'm talking about there is no other country that's tried what America's doing. Uh right fully integrating everyone and letting anyone come in like relatively easy not anymore but like the idea was like open it up let's get people here right well i don't even i don't even think that was the that wasn't even like the idea well it it was an idea it might was it was a concept right it was a concept that that happened though right like there's more diversity here than any other country Mm -hmm. right hands down yeah, yeah, like people that, came here to flee, but then borders right. were set. Exactly. Um, and, like, yeah. knowing that and then seeing how my cousin reacts to a few Brazilians in his country, it's like, I get America's a racist country, but, like, would the, would it work better anywhere else? Like What, like immigration? Or, or like, like, what, like, if they decided, hey, we're going to maybe if they didn't find um america maybe if they found fucking china right uh-huh. killed all the native americans there and a bunch of chinese people or i i don't know if it was the same situation but a different country like would the results be different well you and know, like it's hard to say at all hands down it's all it's all hard to say but it's hard to say because you know i have a hard time like talking in hypotheticals yeah sometimes because like uh, you know hypothetical situations like don't really like represent like reality you know what i'm saying right but it creates a comparison to like make you know what america's doing integrating everybody is really difficult yeah but i mean i also uh things to take in to consideration um how sort of like you know, at the beginning of America's conception, how spread out everything was. Yeah. I'm like, in Japan, you know, it's a small, right. it's a small, like, 
island nation really yeah um compared to america that was this huge spread out right thing Um, that's a thing man it's like it's this weird experiment where it's like let's get this big piece of land get everybody from everywhere and then mm -hmm. try to unify all of them Mm -hmm. it's just like uh which you know i really don't even think you know i still don't even really believe that it was a this idea of like like let's actively create this society that is homogenous and that sort of like has right. this sort of like i think it, it became marketed as that as like the american dream but i don't think like that was i think people just started like just like fleeing here um just right. in general and then it sort of like <coughs> became that well initially it was just a place for men to be free yeah right free and it's like Quotes. And Air quotes. That the idea was seeded that it's like, you know, the government doesn't interfere as much with your life. It's like it makes sense why they would want that, given where they came from. Uh-huh. But um and I agree the diversity thing that wasn't really an initiative like to get a bunch of immigration. Yeah. Wasn't really an initiative until after the Civil War for sure. Mm-hmm. Right? And then but like it's like early nineteen hundreds, right? There's mass immigration from other places that are like, hey, come to America, like, come be a part of this great thing that's going to be the next whatever. It's just, there. at some point, they did promote some sort of initiative to get people here, right? Open borders. Like, most places don't practice open borders like that. Yeah. And that's unique, you know? And it's like, a, it, it creates a really interesting situation like we see right now. But it's, it's weird because, like, the the situation isn't even about, like, the Im, like the immigration people, mm-hmm. right? It's still white versus black at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, it had, like, it always has been. Because, uh, uh, you know, like, the... Because even going back to, like, I don't know, like, even, like, a place like Japan or, like, South Korea, just, like, in the sense of, like, being able to just, like, open up sort of, like, the place to, like, anybody that comes in. Yeah. It's just, like, it does it become, like a space issue especially to people who are like sort of like native to like that yeah area for like years and have like bloodlines and yeah bloodlines and shit like of course in those like areas uh, there's more likely to be like xenophobia because like everybody like looks like each other yeah Um, whereas you know from the the beginning of america there's just like always been conflict between native people slaves the people who came and settled these places you know in in brazil south america like there was always just this sort of like tension so muddy and whereas you have like these certain areas just like i'm like in the eastern part of the world eastern quotes yeah um that like you know a lot of there's like so much like sort of like history on that land that's just sort of been like like kept there right um and it's just like different in north america now in the past like i don't know 500 years but yeah it's still relatively like new but like the idea of like people coming into your country right like wasn't that that whole thing like um what like during like the uh the uh the edo period of like japan when they started like having more sort of like american and american culture sort of like start easing its way i have no i i know i know zero about japanese history 
Wait, didn't you grow up in a, a Japanese school? Didn't well, you? No, yeah, I went to school in Japan just for the summers. Oh, for the summers. So I'd oh, go okay, okay, to okay. school for like six, eight weeks at a time over there. And that's it. And then Damn. it'd be summer break. Oh, wait, hold on. So you would go to, would you go to school in America still? Yeah, I would go to school in America. And then From for August summer break. to May. Yeah. And then for summer break, I'd go to Japan and get enrolled in school. In school again. So <laughs> yeah. your summer break was actually just school 2.0. Yeah. And then, and then I got a real summer break after that for like a month for a month yeah and like it was it wasn't horrible because i got to go and then i didn't have to do well i was like uh-huh. what, what's gonna happen like like i don't know kanji you've been doing this all year <laughs> like I, I can't do this and like history especially i was like oh my god like not only is it kanji mixed in with the reading but like it's a lot of really difficult stuff that i don't understand it's nor really do i care history right until math class came around, I I understood math, and I did that well, and that was awesome. And then English class came around, and I was like, in the bag, right, uh-huh. in my zone. But then every, but then there were like, of course there were those core classes. But then there was cool stuff like, of course gym, and then like home ec, and then how is gym in Japanese schools? It's um like how is it okay in summer? In summer, it's time, it's pool time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, there's a pool on all the schools, and you, or maybe most of the schools, I guess, mm-hmm. and our school there was, and you learn how to swim. And that's always dope, like, going to swim. Just, like, having yeah. a class where you have, like, a, a built-in pool into, right. like, your, your school. Yeah, everyone, like, changes in the classroom. Like, all the boys and girls are separated, but everyone has these towels, like, little rubber bands in them, uh-huh. so you can, like, tie them around you and, like change <laughs> and then and like no one has to see your wee wee that's actually really hilarious right <laughs> and everyone everyone wears the same like swimming outfit too mm-hmm. it's all the same same thing with like gym clothes everyone wears the same gym clothes wait yeah. so is it like wait so like what are you guys wearing then is it just like swimming trunks yeah just swimming trunks it's and then just... girls get like a one piece swimming trunks are tiny too it's just like uh-huh. You see everyone's It's like a speedo basically. Yeah, pretty much. You, <laughs> you see everyone's little bulge. Yeah. And but it's tight though. It's like sometimes in a couple of times you have just a free swim. You just fucking go and swim and play around. Uh-huh. And that was consistent every single year too, preschool too. And that's just a big part of gym class. And there's always recess too through middle school. There's like a 45 minute recess. And recess sucked though especially in the summer because there was also no air conditioning in the whole school just fans just these fans that just are you serious swear it's just hot as fuck it's just hot as fuck dude oh god and just fans just blowing and you're sitting there just staring at it like please it's like please please what part of uh, japan was this this is in chiba this is right around the tokyo bay okay so like tokyo is on like the west side of the bay uh-huh. and on the other side is where like my grandma kind of lives am i wrong in assuming that like tokyo would have like air-conditioned schools um maybe now yeah uh-huh. but when i was going to school they didn't dang they don't have central air conditioning in houses over there oh, okay. it's all like air conditioner units mm. so you know there's not as much of a culture surrounding cold air yeah okay, <laughs> i okay, guess okay. i mean like until you go into like the convenience stores 
and the trains are all cold as shit. Like they know how to do it for sure. It's just like in your own living space, you right? Know? They, okay. it's like I don't know if it's like a discipline thing. I, I don't know, but well, I mean, when I was in Jamaica for like the very short stints I was in there, um, um, and I was at like my family's places, they they only had like like fans and yeah. like small air conditioning units and like windows and stuff, but there was no real air conditioning in the places it right. was just hot as fuck yeah um, you see, you, um, like at night you yeah. better just like hope you have like, oh, a few dude. fans in your room because uh, if you're not you're just going to be melting in there you don't uh, you, you don't even really understand why you have bed sheets yeah at a for real because you're just like when do you use these do you, yeah during the like, winter why would you do when this? it's like 70 degrees like, yeah what, <laughs> right what, yeah no i was in japan last when it was cold outside and vice versa like there's no heating, right? So it's just cold as fuck. Like it gets cold in Japan. It Inside gets, the it house. Gets a, yeah, like yeah, yeah. so. I mean, literally, just like like eight blankets piled on top of me. I was like, all mm-hmm. right, now I'm ready to go to sleep. And, and that's the thing is like you can get there. Yeah. Yeah. If you just keep adding more, you can get there. And it's rough, but I don't know. It's also it also feels kind of good just to be like. I don't know. You just gotta brave it. You just gotta go through it, <laughs> bro. Now that you mention it, why do I feel like any time I watch slice of life anime, these <laughs> motherfuckers always have blankets just like in these closets? Yeah, so many blankets. Oh, so like, many, so many. Oh no, no, no! It's not just blankets. It's futons too. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so much. Like, it's a lot. Wait, actually, hold on. I have this memory just in the back of my head of watching like Shin Chan or yeah. Shin Chan, and like seeing like there was always he would always just like be opening doors and shit and then just all this stuff would just fall literal, out literal like sliding cabinet like that that tall but like twice as wide right like Dang. like big and like sectioned into the one at my grandma's house and you see them a lot they're like it's like a giant square split up into two levels yeah right and then the top level has you know a couple sliding doors bottom level is sliding doors yeah it's just a thing and you have enough but like my grandma's in there fits maybe like six or seven futons Mm. right for six or seven people to sleep so i mean there's also like bedrooms in my grandma's house Uh but in shinchan they don't they all sleep on the floor on futons like every night they make their freaking bed on the ground on the ground yeah and imagine they have like six or seven in there if they have company right (laughs) you gotta pull out a couple more futons and yeah that's just that's just how it is i don't think i've ever actually like slept on a futon is it comfortable weirdly yeah it's like especially when you sleep like with everyone Uh too like everyone's just on the floor it feels real nice is it like is it good for your back uh yeah i guess is it okay i mean it's not a tempur-pedic but like no i mean they seem fine yeah 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 i mean their backs (laughs) seem yeah real nice uh yeah i guess they're short so maybe not so great but um yeah there's something really communal about just laying a bunch of futons down on the ground and just everybody falling asleep together we do that at camp like we would go to tendy every year for like this church camp kind of thing mm-hmm. and we'd rent rooms and the rooms were all just like tatami rooms mm-hmm. you know like the little bamboo looking yeah. and and in the rooms they just had a bunch of futons so like there'd be like 12 of us in one room 
just like spread out on the floor so it'd basically be like covering the tatami floor yeah pretty much yeah yeah and like there's like there's like a couple tables that's about it that's that's the room that's like the hotel room Uh essentially but um bathrooms communal bathhouse in the bottom is communal there's like a lunch hall there i've always wanted to go to like a japanese bathhouse yeah dude they're tight yeah yeah like i've always wanted you know i think even in america i haven't ever like been into like a a steam yeah where you can just like sit in steam i would love to like yeah do that dude bathhouses are like there's there's really something there's a vibe to them especially when you go to the outdoor ones Uh you're just like yeah like this is it something about it like if you ever go to there's there's this mountainside one that my family went to because we had like a family friend that owned a restaurant near it Uh we go to their restaurant then we go to this onsen and literally on the side of a mountain like you're just sitting steaming in this rock bathtub essentially it's all like stone barebacked yeah just barebacked and you're just looking at this mountain it's like there's like clouds on it it's steaming everywhere absolutely naked butt-ass naked butt-ass naked with with a bunch of strangers with a a bunch of strangers a lot of them are way old too how how do you not make that into a joke like (laughs) because like to me i did i mean of course there you know that would seem really normal but I just feel like I would just have this yeah. overwhelming, just like need to like do some such shit. That's the thing, man. Is like there's none of that there. It's like imagine that context, but just it's totally chill. It's like you're sitting down at a movie theater, and everyone's naked. Hell yeah! It's not. It. I don't know. I think it's really healthy, and it's not like I wanted to see ever, all my friends' dicks, but. I've seen them all. I've seen tons of dicks, right? More in real life than I've seen in porn, probably. And it, it, you get desensitized. It's just like, you're just like, ah, oh, I have a dick too. I appreciate my dick. I don't know. But then I think, you know, like people are, I guess, like comfortable with that, I guess. But then, you know, <laughs> you look at things like the like the hentai industry yeah and you're like man that's why they're that's why they're segregated yeah like co-ed none of that because reading articles on sort of like train gropings and stuff like that and having to have like separate train systems and stuff and you know that there's like people who like protest being like this is like sexist against men for for like yeah yeah that's like wild to me that like I know it's been happening for a while, but I just, it's wild to me that people would like protest. This is sexist. I mean, you see the same thing here. Yeah. It's just, there's always people like that everywhere. It's crazy. It it really is. It's silly too. Cause it's like women are being harassed. They're being literally fingered on trains by strangers. And it's just like, what happens that, cause people just say, cause people, people can just like say like, let's say like, how do you know that all of that's happening? It's probably not as much as you think. And I'm just like, um, I mean, with how crowded trains are and how yeah. sort of like this idea of like, if you say anything, then it's going to be shameful on you. Yeah. It's just like, why do you feel like in that culture that like women are just going to be like, oh, yes, yeah, so I'm going to proclaim that this right. happened to me for my power. It's like that doesn't really no work the same way 
Yeah, not, that if you're a woman in Japan, it's just sorry. Yeah, right? it's like sorry, it's not gonna happen like that. Yeah, um, maybe it's changing a little bit now. I hope, but it's 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 really sick. There's a lot of like that harassment that happens, uh-huh. and I think it has a lot to do with just there's a lot of shame in general in Japan. With uh-huh. I think it's like this in, in, internal and like sex too, but more so than that like this idea that you have to be something is really strong in japan just because like their collectivistic attitude yeah you have to be like part of the collective and if you operate outside of the collective at all then that's sort of like shameful right it's not like respectable so it's this built-in shame right that transgresses into other areas of their life including sex Uh a lot of times and yeah it's it's sad just because like there's not much promotion of you know healthy relationships mm-hmm. in Japan. Like you never really hear about, and not that you don't hear about it, but like pe- people just don't like date or do stuff over there. It's weird. Mm-hmm. They, I remember um, one of my uh, when I worked for the international center, um, one of my uh, sort of like peer mentees talking to me about experiences in Japan. Um, and being like, yeah, I just, uh, she would talk about sort of like her parents having to sort of like apologize for like her, like in school, like what she did in school and would sort yeah. of like outwardly talk with like neighbors and stuff about how much smarter their kids were than like her yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm just like, imagine being a kid and your parents are like talking pretty casually and open in front of you saying yeah. that this other kid is just smarter than you. There's a, it, it's all it's like, it's a lot of that. There's a lot of that parent like insecurity. Yeah. It's like, but then sort of like trying to like, you know, curry favor with that family. Like, you know, yeah. like, like sort of like butter up those kids too. Right. It's like, man, it's like, where does that all come from? That ah, It's a really weird, just societal thing, man. It's, I can't, there's no one thing you can like point at and be like, this is why this is happening. It's sort of like in America, I'm like when people like go to church, but they don't actually like believe in sort of like going to yeah. church, but it's sort of like this social obligation of making sure you go there because that the rest of the community, yeah, yeah, what they might think if they see that you're not there. Exactly. That sort of thing. Um, that is a lot of, uh, that's why my mom. My mom's really interesting because she's so anti that. Mm-hmm. And, like, she just really, really knew that from a young age, like, with really strong conviction that she was like, this is bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. all this stuff, all this pressure you put on people to be something. It's just like, to become part of a cog. Right, right. It's like... Exactly. And she... And it, it's interesting because she grew up in an, in a different setting than most people because my grandfather was, like, a politician. He was pretty successful Mm-hmm. had like local fame and enough money all this you know like he was liked by everybody um and he was a very outside the box kind of japanese person as well just mm-hmm. how he went about things very i don't know kind of aloof almost mm-hmm. so she i think she took to that and was like yeah why the fuck do i have to like every time I come over to someone's house, I have to bring a gift or something like, and if I don't, it's like this shameful thing that people talk about behind your back for the next weeks. I think that's fucking stupid. So she, you know, dyed her hair black or dyed her hair, whatever, a bunch of shit did like 
tried to be like a screamo death metal emo girl in Japan. And <laughs> During she, the, what, like, this 80s, was, 70s? Yeah, 80s. Damn. And she was a just Prime like, time, honestly. Yeah. Prime time to do that. Right? Yeah. And um, I learned recently that she dropped out of high school um, because she, like, didn't vibe with the teachers. Mm-hmm. Like, just really just was like, nah, not doing this. And, like got around it somehow by getting like the GRE equi- not GRE like GED equivalent mm-hmm. and like working at some seamstress shop where she like sewed clothes and she was really good and made a bunch of money mm. and then um made it to America after that I was like that's after hearing all that I I, I had a lot different perspective on my mom i was like that's badass where'd she move to in america when she first got i think it was north carolina at first it's a very interesting state yeah it's because she already had another friend that had moved there okay gotcha so and i think my uncle went as well to north carolina yeah okay so there was some they both like lived some leverage right right so they both lived here somehow ended up in atlanta and that's where she met my dad and then from there, they moved to Seattle. Bruh, why... Bruh, why are Japanese women always meeting white men in Atlanta? <laughs> why? <laughs> this is a reoccurring thing. I don't know, man. That's it's just a, a place to go, thing. I guess. It's always army men. It's always huh. army men. It's always <laughs> these... My dad's not an army man, that's for sure. No, but I'm saying, I'm saying, like, <laughs> there really is this thing like you know like what is it like madam butterfly or something was not like i mean there's a correlation there has to be <laughs> right with japanese women the white, and uh, yeah like japanese women and like the white marine sort of like dude army guy <laughs> in the military yeah there's a correlation like i see that so much like i don't know where that comes from or what this sort of like attraction is. There's a lot of Asians that really, really embrace American culture. Which I mean that really understandable. Like, and my mom, I think, was low key kinda like that, but then she got here and was also like, wait a second, fuck this. This is bullshit too. Yeah. Like all oh, you idiots don't know how to like be courteous and not litter. Right? It's like she Everybody's just the complete opposite. Exactly. She was like, Why and Why can't there be a median? Exactly. <laughs> it, it's it's interesting because it's interesting being able to see both sides. It's like mm-hmm. super individualistic culture over here, super collectivistic over there. And it's like there's good parts to both of these. Absolutely. It's like why can't you just find the median? Have both, right? Like because yeah. you can do it. You know, it's not difficult. It's like imagine imagine being in Japan and sort of like seeing WAP. Or WAP. Or WAP. Yeah. WAP? 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 I don't know. I don't know. Wet ass pussy. Uh, I think it'd be WAP then, because ass would be ass. Yeah. 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 Like, imagine being, like, in Japan and, like, seeing the music video for WAP and being like, damn, what the hell is going on in America? Yeah. Like, what is I, their perspective on that? I mean, to me, it's like, I, I mean, this is pretty fucking normal. Like, I mean, in the sense that, like... yeah music like this has just like always been around but like yeah once you hear pink season WAP doesn't sound so bad <laughs> not even just pink season i mean there's been artists like this like for years like yeah. this isn't even a new <laughs> this isn't a new thing uh, um of course it's just politicized 
Yeah, uh, that that that's no all it is. Reason. Because our society is cancerous right now. Man, Twitter Twitter really just like made everything worse. <laughs> it really did. It kind of like, did. Like there's no such thing. I don't think people care about facts on Twitter. There's no such thing as like nuance. It's just kind of just say whatever is going to get you likes. Yeah. And I get it, I guess. It's, and just, it's real funny when people even like say shit like black Twitter cuz you just know that black Twitter is just white twitter but people trying to sell black yeah for real though <laughs> yeah that is such a thing there's like there's like fake black twitter and now there's real black twitter yeah i remember there was this whole thing um on twitter when it was like um they'd use that that white people hashtag yeah yeah hashtag yeah. white people right and then i remember like none of the people i ever spoke to that saw that hashtag knew what the fuck that was and i was just like damn does this shit work <laughs> like, like, did they well, really? Did this work? They figure that out? Oh shit! Did that worked. Damn. I mean, Why I'm people? not on Twitter, but I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, that seems kind of funny that you guys heard it about the joke. I just, a Twitter is a funny place. That it's is, funny. That is a place meant to make jokes, right? It is not meant for political discussion. It shouldn't. There shouldn't really be political discourse on Twitter. No, because it just doesn't lend itself to that. You it can't doesn't. have discourse in a place where like you can only type so many. Twitter characters. is for fight videos and commentary, and memes. Yeah, and not even memes so much. It's more like someone does something, and then you just look at the replies and just see the funny stuff that people yeah, react to it. The gifts and like that's just like it's just relieving to be like ah people find things funny, <laughs> but now it's just ah. Uh. But here's the thing about Twitter. Like, if you're not sort of like, if you don't have a following on Twitter, right? If you have like, I don't know, like 32 followers. Yeah. A, a, like two of which actually look at your post. Right, right. <laughs> like, like, what fun is there actually to be had on Twitter? Every time I'm on what? Twitter, I just like, man, I can't really even say that like I enjoy myself. Because I just don't get any sort of, like, communication. It's because you, you got to figure out how to say stuff on Twitter. You got to... And that's where that's where I like to tweet. I Like, today, I think I tweeted... Uh, what did I tweet? I said, if it's a spectrum, doesn't that mean we're all on it? And it was just a passing thought I had. And I was like, that should be a tweet, right? That's totally, like neutral sounding and like and a few people appreciate it yeah people like, like neutral sounding things. yeah yeah just like one of those just funny observations um that's what i use twitter for like i'm not trying to say anything serious i'm trying to just be like wait a second i thought we opened on easter i really i mean the thing about twitter is that i really just wanted to use it to talk about my butt like that's yeah. all i really cared to really talk about to be quite honest um like hold on let me let me find one of these these fuck ass tweets um what is it oh yeah i posted that thing where i was like why is the topic of shitting not something to discuss on a first date i mean the shit feels good and i feel that is something we could all agree on (laughs) um i just feel like that's true I just like talking about butt stuff. I mean, honestly, yeah. the more that people stop being so ashamed of talking about the ass and stuff, the more we'll realize that we have a lot in common. 
Um, you never know, dude. Some people could have had butt stuff done to them that they didn't want. Oh, well, yeah. That's one thing. I'm talking about shitting. But yeah, <laughs> but like, regardless, that association can kind of be troubling for people, especially on a first date. Like, girls aren't trying to talk about butts, dude. They're just not. Oh, well. They're just not. That's not something that girls want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Maybe but some. But overall. That's the one I'm trying to find. Yeah. That's the one I'm trying right. to find. It's yeah. somebody that can casually talk about butt and then yeah. move on to another topic that's right equally or more stimulating. It's just maybe <laughs> maybe you just roll that one out on like the third date. Nah, nah. I literally, <laughs> I literally said that. I said it's got to be the door opener. It's like, hey. No, I said this uh, on like, a previous date. You like pack and fudge? This was actually this was actually one of the first dates where I just like stopped caring. Yeah. Because I was just so sick and tired of the concept of dating. Yeah. Um, I think I was tired of the concept of just like people in general. Um, yeah. Just people being so boring that like I literally just like went on this date, and at one time I just felt this feeling where I was just like, "Do I actually care about this?" <laughs> Like, do I care? Yeah. Do I actually have any hope in this? There's, like, no hope. Right. I don't even... I'm not really even that interested in what this person is saying. It kind of felt like a Charlie Brown sort of thing. No, I get you. Um, I feel like, that a lot with... when, Not when most people, but when some people talk to me, I'm just like... Yeah. It's sort of like the parents in Charlie but, Brown when they go... Wah, 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 wah. It's like, that might as well be what I'm, like, yeah. listening to. And so at one point, you know, I just started talking I get that way when uh, when girls talk about rocks and witches. I'm just like... And, like, uh, what is it called? Um, 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 astrology. The astrology thing, it's like... I, I Here's my perspective on astrology. It's like, <laughs> I don't personally believe a lot of it, right? Uh-huh. Like, it's interesting to, like, look at it and see... But it's insightful because it tells you a lot about the people that do believe it. And if you can understand what they believe in that context, in that context, it gives you more insight to them because they're going to map their actions more towards whatever Zodiac bullshit that they believe in. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, it kind of makes people predictable. Uh-huh. And that's, I think, a good thing to understand. See, I think it's kind of funny whenever, uh, you know. It's sort of like the same thing when, like, you're sort of, like, racially ambiguous. Um, and people try to guess, like, yeah. what sort of, like, race or, like, culture you're from. Right. And then, like, you know, they they sort of, like, guess. And, like, you know, you could play with them and be like, right. yeah, yeah, that's totally that's totally what I am. And then they'd be like, I knew it, man. You just, it just really felt like that. I knew yeah. it right from the moment I saw you. And they were just like, oh, well, that's funny because I'm actually this. And then yeah. the person's just like oh man i would have said that next too and all of that stuff right it's just, like, it makes total sense and it's just like people that i talk to about astrology they'll just be like pointing out shit just like i bet that you're this i bet that you're like yeah. your moon is in this and your your fucking yeah. pluto your, your pluton is and i'm just like what how are you making these like assumptions you know i you spent me two seconds i kind of went down that rabbit hole one day and discovered that like the astrology that we based all this off of is you know like old like greek stuff right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah people were like looking at thousands of years ago and mapped their lives according to the stars which to me makes sense right like at night and there's no light pollution you look up and you see all these stars and you like figure it out right you'll (laughs) eventually see what's going on 
But um, apparently, the way that we've like orbited around the galaxy and such, like there should be like a thirteenth zodiac, right? Like mathematically, like it it it's like what's happening. It's like a cursed right. zodiac. Uh, yeah, right. Like the thirteenth. It's like the devil's son. <laughs> there's something about that that's like that. There's some truth to it, but we continue to like neglect. And at some point, it's like, is this really based in like stars and energy, or is it like based in some momentum that we have in this belief? Right? It's like that. This is it. This is the twelve that we have. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's just it's. I saw a tweet that was like astrology is just racism for girls. I was, <laughs> 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 I was like, that makes sense. Like. Let's just keep it at that. <laughs> because it yeah, sure, why not? And that's a Damn, it's I don't just, I, I don't It's just celestial prejudice. Yeah, it it's really celestial is. Prejudice. Right? Some people are like, "Uh, I hate Taurus." It's just like <laughs> like what okay. the fuck do you have against an Aries? Right. First of all, I really don't get what the hell To be quite honest, I feel like personally annoyed whenever i'm like people are like oh you're a gemini and then they make this sort of like scathing sort of like eyebrow thing yeah. they like furl their eyebrows and i'm like what the fuck do you know about me? right yeah for real like, like that's 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 exactly what racism is right? i'm just like what the hell <laughs> right and they said oh this guy's probably fucking nuts and i'm yeah. just like it just made, I'll show you nuts. Yeah. I'll, show, I'll show you nuts. And they'll be like, you, that's what a Gemini would that's say. That's what a Gemini would say. And I'm just like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I just keep getting angrier. There's no, there's no end to it. Hey, but I mean, like, there is some validity in that. Like, for example, you're a Gemini. I'm an Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Some of my best friends are Geminis and Libras, mm-hmm. right? And, like, those are, like, the signs that, like, do well together. Mm-hmm. And, like when you see that pattern you're like oh you know could be coincidence could be something else who knows could be right? celestial yeah. prejudice exactly <laughs> right it's like could just be racism for girls <laughs> and that's why like i don't deny it completely it's just that i think when you consume get your life consumed by it and you're putting rocks outside on a full moon I'm just like, bro. And you know, you're like, you're like drawing blood to form a yeah. square. <laughs> yeah, when you're like, you know, mixing harrow root and rat's tail yeah, in your yeah, kitchen, yeah, you're you know, just like, ah. Start doing alchemy. I'm not drinking that, bro. You know. Right. I don't get <laughs> plus three to charisma, whatever you're doing over here. I'm not doing it. I don't have an iron deficiency. Yeah, yeah it's that, okay. <laughs> yeah, so once again to each their own on the astrology thing but it, it's just it's, just don't come just don't come the fuck up to me yeah and act like you know me and be like oh you're a gemini oh i yeah. bet you're like all the other shitty gemini i know i'm like bruh yeah, you, right you can go literally sit and spin yeah on this dick bruh like i don't care that's what can that's what convinces me that's like if it wasn't race it'd be something else like right, we'd figure out something to hate about each other. Like you were born in May. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, what? bless up, uh, bless up on my friend Destiny. Yeah, love her to death. Um, but she'll like sometimes. Sometimes she'll say like, you know, um, you're the only Gemini that I can tolerate, and stuff. And I'm just like, okay. Girl, first of all, you just said the word tolerate. How do you think 
that shit makes me feel yeah for real like tolerate yeah like i thought we were like brother and sister what the fuck yeah. is this? which i guess like you know if you're not like a brother and sister thing of course you make fun of each other like that but it's like damn yeah like, why, why is it a question of tolerance like just say you love me yeah just yeah, yeah right me. just Come like I'm, all, I'm, I'm more than just a gemini baby <laughs> <laughs> I'm more than just a Gemini, baby. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, whatever. Teach I'm a Taurus own. moon. Yeah, I, the moon sign. Once it, I got to my sun sign. I was like, cool. And then I got to moon. I was like, oh fuck. The like, moon. What is it? It's like the moon is like what what you really are. Like the sun is what people. No, the sun sign is what you actually are what you perceive yourself as and then the moon is like what people see you as and then your your asparagus i think is like your love sign yeah or some shit like that whatever it is man i'm confused by it and i keep forgetting what it is i keep doing research on it yeah instantly forgetting it because i just don't care enough yeah if i if i care that much you know I'd probably be into it, but it's just a, it's just religion to me, right? Like it's the same thing. Yeah. It's one of those things. If you invest enough time and energy into, then eventually you'll just get into it and believe it. Sure. It's really about gambling. You know, I think <laughs> that might be the whole thing about you like think? kaiji. I'm just watching too much kaiji, but it's just like, man, is it religion? Is it religion? Just like really betting on an afterlife. It's like it's gambling. It's like it's so much. You're not gambling. wrong. Like, you're trying to make a gamble that you can guess. Like, with astrology, you're making a gamble because that brings you personal satisfaction, power-wise, that you can guess what this person is just from either outside characteristics or right. just from small interactions. And you want to make that guess within a 1 to 12 odd. Yeah. Like, right? That's gambling. That's all it is. Yeah, like, There's true. no real money involved. Um I guess it's all just personal, just like insight into another person. It's just power. You want to feel yeah. like you, 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 you're like that. You can like profile this person and predict what they're gonna do. Yeah, we 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 love to profile. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> We're celestial prejudiced assholes. Yeah. We love to profile. <laughs> really... We love that. Right. Play some more Pac-Man. We love that. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like racism, whatever it is. There's always something. There's always something just to be like that we see in each other that's different, right? Everyone's got their own thing. Mine is stupid people. That's how I divide people. If you're stupid, then I'm just like, fuck. Stupid is fuck. so subjective. I know, like. right? And it's all on my own accord. That's how I divide people. It's like, if you're an idiot, it's like, god damn it, get away from me. Like, uh, oh my god, uh, Josh, my roommate, has this friend who it's. Uh, it's like i don't dislike him Mm -hmm. right but um he's had problems growing up with drugs and whatnot parents doing drugs and stuff and like he's you know been a heroin addict all this crazy stuff and like he got clean and like but he's still getting fucked up all the time like it's what he does primarily Mm -hmm. i was just asking him one day yeah it's like well now that you're cleaning up you know like what are you trying to do and he was just like you know, I'm kind of just happy doing whatever. And as long as I get to, you know, do that and just get fucked up, then, like, that's that's really all I want. And I'm just like, word. Like, I have nothing to say about that besides, like, 
I don't really want to be around you because that's not the kind of people I need to surround myself with. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm glad that you're happy doing what you're doing. And I have no objection against that. It's like, I don't want to hang out with you, though. Like, It's also, you know, we're just grown-ass people now. Like, yeah. It's just like, you can just choose. You can literally make the decision to just be like, like, and just like cut that line. Yeah. And whenever you want. But like, if you don't want to, then why would you? Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't have any. Yeah. Honestly, we ain't even got enough time to be spending around people that we don't like. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's it, no. That, and not even that I don't like, just like, I'd spend time with someone that I don't personally like, but I feel like is like, you know, doing something productive. Mm-hmm. Just because there's that whole thing that I I think about a lot, how, like, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm -hmm. And, like, when you spend time with people that are have similar thought patterns or goals that you want to mimic, it's just a good thing, Mm -hmm. right? When there's people that just, like, aren't like that, that just don't have anything going for them, it's like, I like like you as a person, right? There's nothing wrong with you, but at the same time, I'm not trying to... Yeah, it's like, I'm not trying to invite that energy into my house yeah you know it's like it's cool you can hang out whatever but i'm not trying to be a dick i'm just trying to say like i don't feel any obligation to hang out with you because i'm not going to benefit from it unless i'm trying to get there's like this quote i remember hearing one time that was like sort of sad but also like sort of true yeah and it was like people People like others who can solve their own problems. Yeah. Right? Like, people, people, like, no matter how much we want to sort of escape, we want to, like, sort of, like, deny it, like, we tend to gravitate towards people who can sort of, like, figure their own shit out. Like, instead of, like, having to always come to people for, like, advice and always having to, like, make excuses and stuff, I think we naturally gravitate towards people who literally are just like fighting who are always like fighting to like be better yeah like instead of people who like give up well, right? i think you should surround yourself with people like that yeah there um, just needs to be more of that in general because like a lot of people are like that one guy where it's just they're just okay with where they're at and it's mm-hmm. like there's no forward move that's another reason why i wanted to do this podcast it's just like mm-hmm. like why wouldn't i why wouldn't i try to go out and make content and then promote it and then say just you know why not it's like i'm not doing it now might as well do it and just to get that experience or like push forward in some way Mm -hmm. because it's just like it's like there's no there's no wrong thing you can do Mm -hmm. right like you can do a lot of things there's a few wrong things you can do but like the definite wrong thing to do is like nothing. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's that that's it's the most like alarming. Waste. It's just what are you gonna do? Sit around and consume media for the rest of your life? Like you know. But you know, that's like the fun that's like the interesting about like the whole like divesting away from sort of like capitalism, like trying to get happiness from it. Yeah. Because it's like, you know for instance, even like during COVID when I started like sort of like drawing yeah um i think it's like for me i didn't even i didn't even really care too much if like people even like knew i was like drawing a ton yeah um i sort of just like wanted to do it 
because um, it just sort of like brought me happiness. I didn't even really care too much if I wasn't making money at all. It was just like a fun little thing I was doing yeah. on the side. Um, which, you know, I hadn't felt that in like music for like years. Right. Or uh, so it was just like, man, it felt nice to be doing something because I made the decision. I can yeah. still make money um, just like going to my job, which was also just sort of a fun little yeah. space to be around. But like, you know, I could sort of like, you know, after my job, I could go home, not feel like completely connected to my work. Right. I could separate the, that life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could say I'm going to leave that there and then I'm going to go home and I'm going to spend my time doing something that I can like exist within that state of flow for like a long time. Um, yeah. And get a lot of satisfaction from like working with like intricate things and just yeah. like, bettering myself. Um, and I'm not making like now I'm sort of like making like money just like. Yeah. That's what I'm saying about capitalism is like the people that are like that, that do the thing just because they enjoy it uh-huh. are the ones that end up successful in capital. Yeah. Right. The people that seek to win capitalism by producing stuff to sell. Mm hmm often lose because they don't actually like what they're doing or they don't execute the right way because they're not because i which we're talking uh, we're not just talking about capital in the fiscal sense right we're talking about it in the emotional sense yeah like if you're building capital the more that you sort of like let that sort of like real freedom the real freedom of just like doing what you want and letting time go by and working on something that you enjoy Right. The more you let that happen, yeah. the less these sort of ideas of like these material things right. start they start mattering less and less and less. Unless you know if the thing that interests you is like, I don't know, like perfumes and shit. Yeah. I mean, probably gonna have to be spending some change. Right. You know, that's sort of like an upper that's sort of like an upper class sort of like yeah rich sort of like sensibility if you're like i'm gonna be doing <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna fragrances it's like yeah. that's not really something that that people who are poor deal with fragrances yeah. that's like some some rich shit right right uh, but if like you know if you're like making music on the side and stuff like that you know that's not something that's really going to be like earning you money necessarily it's not guaranteed yeah but i think a lot of people stick to music because they just at some level you just do it because you it makes you feel good yeah and like if that leads to money that's great and that's that's why i don't i don't have a problem with capitalism Uh as an idea i think what's happening right now doesn't really resemble capitalism very well Mm -hmm. like just with like how big some companies get how much money they have and just what they're able to do but like for example at like a grassroots level like everyone loves small businesses right Mm -hmm. that's a great idea because it's somebody like putting themselves out there and being like hey i think i can bring value to you because i worked hard at this thing and i want you to exchange it for money and it takes a lot of guts and we tend to rally around that right and think and it's like an easy way to support our fellow people and capitalism in that sense is so rewarding because it's like your hard work and your passion paying off right Mm -hmm. because you don't really get to no one really works a nine to five job as like their dream job, you know, I mean, some people do and it's fine, but like a lot, most jobs out there, especially for people our age Mm -hmm. are not passion jobs, right? Like that's not happening. If you want to like pursue a passion, 
you can start a business, right? If you think that like what you're doing is valuable, then you can do that in a capitalistic sense and validate your talent or product or whatever it is through capital. And I think it's, it's not a bad thing, but like in the, in in the the inherent sense, maybe in the application sense right now, it's, it's it's just getting twisted right now. It's real twisted. Yeah. But like, um, you know, like even if you saw like during like COVID, like you, you really saw businesses either fight, survive and float. Yeah. Or like sink. And you know, a lot of the businesses And then a very select few soared. Yeah. Through the sky. Yeah. And you know, I think uh, number one, uh some of the businesses that succeeded were just like businesses that already had pretty wealthy patrons. So like yeah. uh, so like in Lexington, I don't really think there was like this huge thing that like that like Jeff Ruby's or or Carson's was going to like go under because you know they have yeah. they to me at least they had like sort of like a, a a more like wealthier group that were still willing to like order out yeah and stuff like that um, and they're like I mean they have great food so yeah. it's just like if you can afford right. it I mean I mean yeah go and get them right right, right. Um, but I think there was like that next step of like you know, which people are, like, really involved within their community. Like, which spaces in, like, Lexington have, like, these people, like, cultivated a real sort of, like, sense of community there. Like, I'm, like, uh, one person in Lexington that, like, continually sort of, like, inspires me, but, like, is also just, like, he's just such a kind dude. Um, um, Sav. Oh, Yeah. He's just like, man. Yeah. He's a workhorse. He's like so kind. He just sort of like rolls with the punches. Yeah. Like, man, what a what a dude. That's some American dream shit right there, in my opinion. He's yeah. he's truly like, I don't know. Anytime I see Sav like walk into like Chocolate Holler. Yeah. Man, I just feel this overwhelming like sense of like, man, this dude, like, he he's strong. Yeah. He's a strong guy. Yeah, dude. He immigrated um, from West Africa and then made it here. Yeah. In, in, in fucking Lexington, man. Yeah. In Lexington. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And honestly, is like, it the worst place? It's not like, the worst place, but well, shit. Like, he made it. If he He's happy, it seems, at least. I can't speak for him, but, like, in general, it seems like he's a happy dude. He's got a happy family. His he wife relocated his business. He relocated right in the his midst business. Of the COVID. His wife also has a business, Sabine Silver downtown. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's a jewelry store. Dang. Right, like that. That's a that's a shit I'm talking about, man. And like that's something that immigrants really understand mm-hmm. is that like this the amount of opportunity here is great. Just build your things from the ground up. Yeah, because like we get really upset. A lot, a lot of people our age get obsessed with the uh, notion of capitalism being evil because we have to pick up these shitty hourly jobs Mm -hmm. right that pay us like garbage and but like we also don't there's no investment in us like me working at whole foods it's just like cool like i work here yeah and i get the paycheck that's it i have no connection i leave work i'm done Uh right there's no connection for me i I done there's no capital right 
There's nothing. You're not making your own capital. Exactly. Like right? I did They're my making part. capital off of you. Exactly. They're yeah. making more money off of me than I am off of them. Uh-huh. Right? And fair, right? They uh-huh. built all this infrastructure for me to have this. Uh-huh. And it's like, cool. Like, I can't argue against that. You know, there's some things that are fucked up about corporate like corporations how they use money mm-hmm. how they monopolize get things their brands because they actually makes right them. and yeah. like i'm not condoning any of that because i don't think that's fair capitalism it's not like representative of the the american dream that i think we should be thinking about mm-hmm. it should be more about like going out on your own initiative taking a leap of faith and figuring out how to make and making what that you enjoy game. yeah it, it really it, it's like America is a competitive country, uh-huh. right? People here are competitive. Uh-huh. That's just, we breed dogs here. Like, it is just like everyone is tooth and nail clawing to get more. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's just a competitive place. And, like, not everyone is equipped for that. Right? Not everyone's competitive. Not everyone wants to, like, fight like that. Some people want to just, like, go to a job and not have to worry about this that and the other and it makes sense but like i think the opportunity to do it is important like because just think about it like the fact that we sort of like live in an era with the internet where you can make bank doing mukbang videos yeah mukbang yeah just watching people eat like i mean of course you kind of lose because you're also getting health yeah yeah for real (laughs) Um, but it's just like man like there's always that niche like the whole idea of like you know you'll always have an audience you'll always at least have one person yeah that's that's the thing like no matter what you right. do now we're commoditizing attention at this point mm-hmm. it's like you can make money off of people's attention right the opportunity is there as long as they're watching you for 10 seconds you won yeah like you it, won it's something. it's all out there for you for it to work but we are kind of in this position where there's so many companies that you got to have a job at some point. So you have to just like sacrifice your precious time for money that you need. And it's hard because like, if you really want to pursue the things that you want to pursue, you got to put in extra time outside of work. I think the thing is, is that, you know, I think with like a, what is it? I guess the generation would be like millennials. Um, and stuff like that. I think there's this idea with people um, our age or maybe like older that sort of like think that like we we sort of like we deserve certain things, right? Like yeah. we well, like we're in like we're entitled to these things. And the reality of the situation is that, bruh nothing in this whole game is like fair you gotta just like do you gotta you essentially have to create the game yourself you have to create the game and you just gotta love this life that you have man yeah like you gotta do what you love and if you can monetize it i mean that's great but like at the end of the day like this shit's not just gonna become all sunflowers and daisies yeah for real for you like you gotta like society isn't going to bend to your want to be happy. Yeah. Like you got to be the one that creates that. And like, that's the thing. Like there's a lot of unfairness in the system. There yeah. just is right. It's like, yeah. but there's, I don't know. There's just really little you can do about it. It sucks. It really does. But like, if you can figure out 
how to just be like, all right, well, I'm going to figure something out that I enjoy. Then find enjoyment doing it and uh-huh. you'll, you'll have a lot better time in your life, right? Just your quality of life is going to be better if you just enjoy something that you do. Cause just going to work at some place where somebody's making more money off of your labor than you, mm-hmm. that's demoralizing, right? Like it sucks. And if you don't have some sort of outlet to like eventually get to where it's like you are making your own money, mm-hmm. like it's a tough life to live. I could see how you get bogged down in it because you're always answering to somebody. You're always looking up. You're, people are punching down on you mm-hmm. it's just that's not but like it's necessary too like those people are necessary and you know i appreciate i appreciate the people um who are like out there you know fighting for these rights to be changed um, yeah for like these laws to be made i really appreciate that um but then i also really appreciate the people who have also just said like you know fuck it just hustle i'm divesting away from this whole thing right like i really i really appreciate people like that too because you know they're they're sort of like taking they're sort of like taking their own sense of freedom into like their own hands so they're not like just like fighting for like this thing that might come for later themselves are just like i have a limited time like on this earth like i can't be like spending my time wanting to like be a martyr for something and that's really what it comes down to right is freedom Mm -hmm. right like it's like okay imagine people are fighting for minimum wage laws like you mm -hmm. get it passed right Mm -hmm. and but like you're still gonna be working minimum wage jobs yeah right like what do you still gain Uh, you know you're working at mcdonald's right and you're earning like i don't know like you're making more money an hour but you're still working at mcdonald's yeah like what does that it's like that it definitely helps right it definitely it can help you pull and hopefully from that you can seek out other things uh-huh. right because like there there's a legitimate problem with how much people make and like not being able to utilize their time after work to pursue something else because they don't make enough money yeah, yeah like exactly, that's a real exactly. thing but like hopefully the idea is that like these people make more money and they're like okay i can do something i can now else. self-actual self-actualize and yeah. like put this money towards like this fucking podcasting equipment that I bought. I was like, I just got to buy it. Right. But I had the means to do it because the place I work at pays me enough uh-huh. and like eternally grateful for that. Mm-hmm. You know, like that is a huge, huge thing. You can spend and, part of your paycheck on like something that you love. Yeah. Like I could just go to the store like a week or two ago. No, no, not a week or two ago. Hell, like, Three days ago. I don't know why I'm seeing yeah. a week ago. I went and like bought a hundred dollars worth of just like art supplies. Yeah. And I did not bat an eyelash. I right. like I did not feel guilty. I felt no shame. Exactly. I felt nothing but excitement. Like for this unknown that yeah. like I don't even know if like I'll be like good at, but I just know that like I want to do it. Yeah. Um and it's like I don't even know if I'm going to make money off of like these tools that I have right here could just all just be for practice right Right. now. But like, but having the capital to do that is important, super important because like that could turn into something else. That's like the starting point essentially Yeah, is what we kind of preach is like you go out, you get a job, you might not get paid a lot, but you get paid enough that you can save that money. Right. Uh And like you have to afford certain things like rent and bills and all that stuff kids and like in if you have kids right if you have kids especially 
and like hopefully hopefully to hope to god you don't have kids when you're still in that situation right like like ah that'd be so stressful right like hopefully you are able to get a job that provides you enough capital that you're able to save money and then like self-actualize and get something else going on where you can move up and make more or move out of that area completely and do your own thing and make money because like it's what it's all about right freedom Mm -hmm. is like and money does equal freedom in this country that is and that's really around the world actually right money equals freedom in civilized society and strength just strength in general yeah but then there's also freedom in saying fuck it just being like i don't have to do anything i'm off the books yeah um but you also, know, it's a, it's also the same thing as saying, like, yeah, there's freedom in drinking Mountain Dew and eating Big Macs every day. Yeah, yeah there's freedom to do that. But after you do that enough... Yeah, your like, heart is going to say... You, you're, you're, it's not even, like, going to be colon. instant either. <laughs> yeah, like, it's going to be a long, slow process Death. of you dying slowly. Yeah. And, like, you call that freedom? Like, no, that's... Yeah. That is far from freedom. That's you just being stubborn. That's also sort of just like an addiction, yeah. but that's a whole other Exactly. Story. That's a different um, topic in general. Man, let me tell you, is it weird that I think whenever I see people get like, because I know uh, I'm starting to, you know, I'm, I'm getting into that, that time, that time of life where I see everybody around me who's my age getting engaged and, and married. And yeah, it's because like you're in the South. Um. Yeah, but I'm also like, man, like, like, is it weird that I feel like all these people who are getting married, there's like an oncoming, just like they're about to have a kid. As soon as they say they're about yeah. to like get engaged, it's just like, there's just like this inner thing that that's in me that's just well, like, yeah. dang, they're, they're probably about to have a kid in like the next year or two. And then I I'm mean, just like... That's natural though. That's a natural thought process. I know. But then I'm also like... I'm just like that's so that's like the strangest thing and I think this is also I think it's strange in my head because I don't even know really like what the concept of a relationship is I don't even know like what that is because I've never experienced so I don't even know like like man at 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 22 or 23 you could feel so strong for someone that you want to spend your rest of your life together and create another spawn of you and there's like a there's almost sort of like this impending clock of like when are you gonna have kids yeah like when is that gonna happen yeah is it gonna happen accidentally or is it gonna happen like like and that's the thing for me that's just like man i'm at this stage in my life where i'm just like damn just like dating is so uninteresting yeah but then i'm just like people have just like gone into like these areas and like you know they've they've like met somebody that they want to like yeah pledge a legal precedent (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's the thing because like i think about it like that a lot it's just like man you're just like pledging this legal precedent to like somebody else just like early on you just renew your marriage every like five years yeah just be like going every five years like we still doing this like yeah we good Uh, like you like sit down and you know you you lay out some paperwork just you really gotta like like, talk about it you're like are we real good it's like yeah sure do you like my snoring like like is this enough i to to divorce over it's just and for some people like i'm all about it like go for it but yeah i just hate 
seeing people that are definitely not ready go for it and i'm just like uh i don't know i think i think there's a lot of pressure because we're we're in kentucky dude like do you know how much pressure there is from people family that live out in fuck town usa Mm -hmm. that like don't do anything all day and like all they have to think about is like their family and who fucks who and like who makes a baby like there's a lot of pressure especially from like rural rural places for girls to go out and get married and like i was talking to some friends that uh go to asbury Mm -hmm. and they're like it's like a bunch of girls trying to find a husband it's like it's like a seventy five percent female school, and I'm like, that's weird, right? Like that's weird, but also it's out in the middle of Wilmore, Kentucky. You know what I'm saying? Like it, <laughs> it kind of makes sense. Like that's uh, you can tell a lot by you can tell a lot about a town just by its coffee shops. I've really yeah. figured that out. True. After working in the freaking coffee industry, yeah. Man, I can just feel it now. Like, whenever I go to a new city and I, like, enter certain coffee shops and stuff, yeah, I, like, make it a point to, like, go to different coffee shops. And it's just, like, damn, like, you can feel a good bit of that area right? if you're in that coffee shop. Pretty wild. I, I don't, I, I guess. <laughs> I haven't noticed. There was a coffee shop I went to in Frankfurt that uh, served alcohol. And I was like, hey, will you put some Baileys in my coffee? They're like, fuck yeah. And I just took my coffee to go. I was like, "You're just walking around with Bailey's." Yeah, I was like, coffee. "I was like about to drive home to Lexington. And they just put Bailey's in my coffee." I was like, "This place is lit." Damn Bailey's, right? It's fucking wild. Did that taste good? Yeah. Have you ever had Irish coffee? I guess that's not an Irish coffee. No, Irish I'm coffee. just saying. I'm I'm saying specifically, just like they they made coffee, and then I'm guessing they just took Bailey's Bailey's Irish cream. Yeah. Put it. In the coffee. In the coffee. Yeah. So how did that taste? Great. What the fuck? Tastes like coffee creamer in coffee. With a little bit of spike. With some alcohol, yeah. That's one of my favorite ways to get drunk, dude. Like Bailey's in coffee. Well, mixing coffee and any sort of alcohol is like a quick way to fucking lose your mind. Yeah, like it's like you take a few sips, you're like, woo, let's go. But I then, actually still have yet to try that. I've only heard really? stories of like people like going fucking nuts, like blacking out after doing like coffee and like... Oh, no, you don't drink alcohol. that much. I mean, I heard <laughs> like those two being Plus, like, paired that you don't have to drink much. But Bailey's is only like 17% alcohol. It doesn't get you that drunk. If you're like... For some reason, just you like say seventeen percent. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Well, you know, I'm thinking in terms of like beers. If I was like drinking, like an eleven percent alcohol. Um, yeah, but you don't dude. even like you don't even put that much. Like imagine yeah, how much yeah, cream no, you put it. in, in, in yeah. co- like how much cream are you put in coffee? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can't put a lot. Doing like shots of like, oh, that shot of espresso with like the same amount of like oh my Bailey's God. and it's all in like a two ounce oh, cup dude. you take a shot of that and you throw that back you know how awful that oh, sounds I mean, uh, maybe if you had some half and half or some like heavy cream and you put that in it maybe that would taste a little better a little bit maybe yeah <laughs> I don't like the idea of frothing 
I don't think you can actually froth espresso and Bailey's. You can you can froth the cream though. You like buffer it a little bit. Yeah, if you put a bit of heavy whipping cream in there or something, maybe. Dude, Bailey's and coffee is great. I would do that. My fifth year of college, I would go to my Appalachian music class, just fucking buttered. Cause I was sipping on Bailey's and coffee all morning. I feel like that would be the best place. Yeah, it was great to be sipping on Bailey's as an Appalachian music class. It's like main. There's something about like that buzz that makes everything more interesting. It just uh-huh. makes me like peak a little more, like just like be like, yeah, all right, I can listen to this. It's just you know maintaining like a slight buzz like that. That's why I drank a little bit of this bourbon. It was just like it just makes everything more. It's like slightly slightly more interesting. Yeah. I guess you yeah, shouldn't. I haven't taken a sip. I guess you shouldn't drink before class, though. But I mean, whatever. If you're a teacher, though, and you have tenure, might as well. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's all out of that. Yeah, I know, right? Um. But yeah, there, there, there's something to be said about like maintaining a, a buzz, though. Like not getting like fucked up, but just like buzzing for a while. Like you're just sort of flowing. You just sort of floating. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's like you're, it's like you're oiled up, right? Like you're just like ready to, kind of do. <laughs> that's the thing I like. It's just like, oh, uh, that's why I like the only beer I like drinking is like sour monkeys. Oh fuck yeah, dude! Um, only because like, you know, they do the trick. Uh, yeah, like number one, they're not like those golden monkey ones that like taste like absolute horseshit. Yeah, uh, but like sour monkeys, like. You know, they taste good, mm-hmm. and you only need, like, one or two cans yeah. before you're, like, I'm done. Yeah, they're, like, 9% alcohol. Yeah. I had some the other day. We started selling them at Whole Foods. I can mm-hmm. get a discount on them. I'll do that next time we do this. We'll get some Sour Monkeys. It's it's sick. Like, <laughs> I remember if I ever wanted to go to, like, Sound Bar or if I wanted to ever, like, go to a club or something. Yeah. And I'm, like... I need to get a quick buzz. I need to like enjoy it. Yeah. Um, it'll happen quick. I would just down a sour monkey and I would be like, cause you know, I can chug things real fast. Yeah. Um, and so I was just like, I'll just chug a sour monkey. It's going to hit me hard. Yeah. And then once I get there, I'm ready. I've had a dying urge to go to sound bar recently. I, I've had a dying urge to go out and socialize in and general like, and like at bars, at clubs, whatever. Like it's making me realize like, why am I such a little bitch about it? Like, why don't I just go to bars and like hang out with people? Cause that's fun. I like doing that. I always like thought I didn't like doing that, but like, I don't like, you know, really loud places where I don't know anybody, but if I'm talking to people like doing exactly this, but outside in a bar, like I like that shit. And I was like, man, I really wish I could do that. And I, I don't think I would have realized it without Corona either. Uh huh. So it was kind of a positive there, but yeah, I've been wanting to go out. And just like dance, like the couple times we went to Sound Bar and like Hugo's like and Hugo's. stuff, it's so fun. It's <laughs> so fun. Some of the, those are some of the most fun nights for real though. I've ever had in college. Like, it's just like, damn. You just go wild. Just go dance. Just let your inhibitions loose. Yeah, it's man. I remember going to those places and like I would be like sweating up a storm because you know me. I just like be yeah. actually dancing. Like I'd Fuck be like, yeah. act- even if I looked like a fucking idiot like dancing, yeah i would still like be like moving 
And everybody, you know, they would like bump into me or touch me and they'd notice like how much I was like sweating. Yeah. But it's because I'm like, I'm in a club. There's this DJ over here right. that's like DJing. You think the DJ just likes to see us go like this and just start like moving casually and you're just standing there with a drink in your hand hardly moving? Right. It's just like, no, this DJ wants to see all of you guys shaking your asses. Right, like, right. That's what that DJ they wants. want to see you get down. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like... Don't look at me in disgust when you find out I'm sweaty. I'm doing it right. Yeah. I don't even care if I look stupid. I'm doing it right. I'm doing it right. I'm having fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, for real though. That's like the that's what I want right now. It's like I just want to go out and have fun and just like not I, I went to I went to a show at the Burl uh-huh. um a couple weeks ago and it was really cool. Like it was socially distanced and kinda masked, uh, whatever. Uh-huh. But like there was a show out there and I was like, This is nice. Like this is uh this is it's just refreshing to like be around people uh-huh. and everyone's just kind of trying to chill to have a good time it's like ah i need to do that though <laughs> you know to be fair you know i think corona though has had the opposite effect on me really i think i've like learned to embrace being alone very yeah well i'm like i think the more i sort of like moved throughout this atmosphere yeah the more i like start like sort of like rejecting this idea of like needing people to like feel validated um yeah like more than i would say without corona um i'm just saying sort of like compared to not even just corona but even compared to like how i was in like even my later years of like college yeah like uh, you know i was like you know, back then in college, I was, like, so scared. I was just like, oh, my God, what am I going to do if I don't have the stimuli? Always, like, the social stimuli and stuff. Yeah. And then I went out, and then I realized what it was like to sort of, like, be out in the world painfully. And then also, <laughs> like, be like, and then you sort of, like, hit corona, and, like, you're you're really, like, locked away from people. Yeah. Um, and then you're like, Damn. And I think there was part of myself, you know, uh, there for a while after, I think in the like last semester of college, I started feeling this sense of like anxiety of, about being around people. Yeah. Um, more and more because I loved being around people. I like thrived in it. And then I started feeling really sort of like socially uncomfortable. Yeah. Like around people where like I'd be around a good bit of people, even if I like knew them. And I just feel like my heart beating a lot. And just feeling really just like uncomfortable, like on edge. Yeah. Um, and then I felt like after I had left school, I would be like, man, I really like, there's really something about my extra virgin that's extra virgin, extra virgin <laughs> uh, that's, um, that's starting to sort of like wane a bit more. And then yeah. Corona, when Corona hit, it just popped the cap wide off. It popped it wide open. Yeah. I'm like, it was just like, I was truly scared to sort of like lean into like sort of like my introversion. And then Corona, just like, it was like, well, you got to do it now. And now I was just like in it. And then I found drawing. And then I would spend like 10 hours just like by myself in my room in low light, just fucking like going at it, going at it, just smiling the whole fucking time. Yeah. And then I just, I didn't care to like even call people. Like, I could care less, like, who I was talking to. Right. I was just like, I'm talking to myself in my head. And I was just like, dang. 
this is amazing. <laughs> and, like all those times going to like bars later on, like after college. Yeah. I just feel so awkward and I would feel like so out of place and like, yeah. I'd feel scared almost. It was like, man, I just felt so much power like in being yeah. by myself. Um, it's like weird now. Corona gave me like that superpower now that I know how to like operate. Yeah. Um, by myself. Um, which is like super cool. That's good. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of people probably had the opposite effect where they couldn't yearn. stand being by themselves. Yeah. And I think, I think for me, it was a, the exact opposite. It was more like I'd, I spent most of my life being kind of a loner, pretty all right with being on my own. And then the Corona happened and I was like, wait a second, like. This sucks. Yeah, I was like, not not this sucks, but like, I need to reach out to people more. Like, I need yeah. to, like, what am I doing? It's like, I enjoy people so much. I I love people in general, and that's just a sentiment that I feel like when people are like, I hate people. It's like I don't agree. I, lo- I can't even empathize with you on like the idea of hating people. I love people of all kinds. Yeah, right. Like, I don't care how stupid and bigoted and racist or whatever you are. It's just like on some level. I just find it so interesting. It's just because something led you to be this way, right? And I can't, I can't judge that. Like, just as so much like you can't judge me for being how I am. Like, that's just what happened, right? There's a bunch of actions up to this point in my life where I meet somebody that I don't know. I'm like, how could I judge you and hate you because of the way you are? Like, there's so much that could have come before a lot of people are really just like byproducts that's what i'm saying right yeah yeah like we're a lot of us are just byproducts of like our environments especially now like in america there's like there's been a whole stage like set yeah and like now we're just all here as just like sort of like remnants of just like crazy shit yeah and Um, and it's just like we all have some crazy background to share and i think that's great and the idea of hating somebody because we don't share a similar background to me is just kind of silly. You know, it's like, and I mean it with like, for example, our friend that we have the farm with, right? Uh Tyler, his dad lives out there. Uh His dad is the most racist piece of shit I've ever met in my life. Uh Right? Like dropping N-bombs everywhere. Just, uh, but I'm like, you know, there's a reason why you think like this, mm-hmm. right? And he's not, like, a bad person on the inside. You can tell. Mm-hmm. But, like, dude fucking just watches Fox News all the time. Like, he's had this thing fed into him for so long. And I'm like, how could I hate you, Charlie? Like, I don't agree, like, with who you are and, like, like what you believe. But, like, on some level, dude, you know, like... I, I like you because at least you are honest and like can feel like you can say that around me or I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like, I don't feel hatred for him mm-hmm. because of his views. Cause I'm like, how else are you supposed to end up when you have your conditions? Right? Like would I be a good person if I was a consequence of it? If I endured the same upbringing he did, I probably wouldn't. Right. So, and to dismiss people because of these inherent characteristics and beliefs that they hold, it's just not productive in my mind either. The thing that, 
uh, the thing that's hard, and I think, uh, you know, we've had a conversation about this, um, is like trying to trying to unteach trying to unteach a concept that is illogical in a logical way to somebody who's already adopted it as logical like trying to trying to unteach because you know i really you know i can understand why why people would hate somebody who doesn't who like in their head um dismisses the problems of like a black person yeah that makes complete a hundred percent sense why that would happen especially when there's like historical like sort of like evidence behind it and real feelings the thing that for me it's like you know i'm not necessarily angry at like him right right i'm not angry at that guy right um I'm angry that there's it's so hard to unteach it. Yeah. Like that's the thing that's like rough. Because really, I'm not even like to me that's something that needs to be like untaught. Like that whole idea that like Right. Like But when we I feel like when you use the language of teaching somebody, mm-hmm. right? You imply that this knowledge is semantic, that it's something that it's just like factual. Right? Like the idea of not hating somebody is a factual thing that it is good to not feel these emotions towards somebody, but like, it's not, it's just not how that works. Cause racism is rooted in feeling, right? It's yeah. rooted in things deeper than facts in more of personal relation to those facts. See, that's what I'm saying. It's rooted. It's, it's rooted in the illogical, but it's also rooted now in just like bias right yeah so so how do you sort of like combat bias like really the only way to really combat bias is to start talking about just like real things and ideas and concepts i i don't think it's even about talking i think it personally i think it goes back to proximity again Uh uh-huh because like this dude doesn't talk to black people ever hardly ever in his life right because there's no black people around him yeah there's no minorities around him right and like no way of really sort of like there's he has no way of sort of like comparing it to anything exactly frame of reference and like yeah i'm not saying that you know that's correct Mm -hmm. right but like approaching the situation as like we have to teach somebody but, it you know, just, it's sort of in the same way that, like, you know, like, I think um, there are people who would be, like, very willing, you know, they're not in proximity, like, in Japan, right, to, like, the whole, like, groping sort of, like, thing that's happening. And people could easily, because of proximity, say, like, you know, that's, that's like, not happening, right? That's not really a big deal or it's yeah. possible that that's not happening, right? But, you know, I think the idea is that you can sort of, like, use these actual sort of, like, situations, right? You you understand, if you understand anything about, like, the actual culture, like, of Japan, then you know that, like, if, you know, if we're talking about the reported statistics, you have to sort of, like, understand that, okay, 
if I know anything about Japan and sort of like the cultural ramifications of sort of like talking about that sort of thing or, or being like sexually victimized or something like that mm-hmm. on a train, there's, there's more at stake than just like, than just like a, you know, like, like now I'm like a snitch. No, it's just like people are going to see you now as like this sort of like, I don't know. Like, I don't know exactly what they would necessarily see Japanese women as if they were to like confess about that. But it, yeah, it, it probably just, it wouldn't just all, all the way be like it's one of those things or redemptive or powerful. No, it's because in Japan, it's one of those things that's suppressed so hard, right? Mm-hmm. That there's no talking through it. The only emotion that's there is shame. Which right? you know, to me, it's like it's bare bones shame, like nothing else. It just feels shame. There's like the logic in it doesn't. It's the same as racism, right? It's all feeling. It's all like this deep feeling that you have that you there's nothing that can tell you. That like no you you should scream when someone touches you right like mm. you should defend yourself yeah right but like feeling that deep seated shame like there's it's something reflective of your own ideals and personalities that have become right that have come about because of your context of growing up and in Japan it's just really strong because it's everybody around you that is supporting this kind of vibe almost not even like a not even a written rule it's just like this thing it's just like hey don't cause a scene. Mm-hmm you're going to disrupt. Now you're causing the trouble for everybody. To tell you the honest truth, sometimes I'm just like, man, for like, sometimes for like the concept of like racism to end, really, we just need some aliens to fucking appear on this earth. Like we need like, yeah, I've, I've, I've entertained that thought too, like a common enemy. Yeah. Well, an enemy you truly can't reason with, right? You can't, if an alien comes down to Earth, right, and they don't have the concept for languages, these aliens are just gas, right? They're just gas. You can't yeah. write a, you can't form a treaty with gas, right? Like, like that, there's there's really something unifying about a common enemy, right? Right? Like, racism wasn't a huge thing right after nine eleven, except towards the brown people, mm-hmm. right? But like the black white thing, it was just like, oh, it's like there's something bigger now. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course that phased out pretty quick, mm-hmm. but yeah, a common enemy is totally a way to unify each other. It's just that, like, that's... But then you sort of realize how sort of, like... It's, then you realize sort it's Sort of, not like, about illogical race. and pointless all of this bickering is and how much unnecessarily... Yeah. Like, how much unnecessary, uh, like, pain and stuff has caused. If aliens were just, like, to come down here and just start wreaking absolute all hell... Yeah, I and mean, on the human race, dwarf how, racism is a problem. How dumb do you think we would feel as a group when we realize just how trivial and mindless these sort of prejudices we have are? Yeah, like whenever we're confronted with the fact that when there's another being out there or another race of beings that literally don't give a fuck about, <laughs> I'm like, and that's what I'm saying. It's like in this sense like to think that like our problems to these other life forms would be like completely illogical like our problems yeah. and stuff like we're they're supposed to empathize with us that's illogical it's in the same way that people try to like sort of like disavow these prejudices or these racist or these racist issues that happen here and disavow that and see it as just like oh that doesn't happen that's just like fake shit and then you know these aliens come down and all of a sudden we want to be like, 
oh no, like we're this and we're that. And he yeah. was just like, I don't. Like, I don't whatever. Yeah. Like, what the fuck do you think like, this is? Sure. I don't even know what you're saying. You're saying right. boop, bleep, boop, blah, blah. Right. I'm going to fucking kill we, you all. We just teleported here from a million light years away. You think we can. We got time for you. No. We're going to turn you guys into shrimp. Like, right. Exactly. <laughs> like, what? And that, it really b- breaks down the idea of racism It's as such a silly thing. It's just like, why is that the difference that you choose to see in people? Right? Like, it, it can be anything. And it really is anything. And when it comes down to it, if i don't know if canada got their army and started invading america right like it would be like fuck canada all of a sudden right be like fuck canada. i don't right? know what's happening in america canadians but- just start like starting from the north just come down and just start yakking minnesota and then wisconsin and it's like taking stuff over we'd be like wait a second fuck canada and like the racism thing would kind of like subside and be like, wait a second hold up you're not coming into my town with your Canadian accent, your fucking Toronto Maple Leafs. Get out of here. Right? Like, it's just, it's so silly because why, like, why, why are you creating this artificial enemy out of race? Right? This weird uh, idea of skin color being the enemy that you unify around when, like, I don't know. There's bigger things we could unify around. You know, for me, though, like, I honestly wouldn't care. Even like if climate change. <laughs> Canada was invading because I honestly don't have any sort of allegiance to like patriotism for America. So I'd be like, damn, that's just, just interesting. But I feel I mean, like I'd be like that guy watching from afar that would just be like on his couch sipping tea, just being like, but I, OK, kind of but what if a bunch of Canadian mercenaries came in and like you know, shot up to school with music and killed all every, all like the professors that we took class with. Right? Like, you'd be like, well, hold up, wait a second. And then they started, like, yakking local people that you know, right? Like, it, it would you be... You see, now that's, like, getting into, like, territory. Cause that's then... what I'm saying, right? <laughs> it's like, it, when, you, when there's an enemy, you're going to rally around that. But, you know, I also have a very complicated history with the School of Music. Okay, but uh, make, make it anything. Make it yeah. your chocolate holler folk that you love. Yeah, okay. Right? I like, see that would be different. Any, any of that kind of shit, right? Like, of course, you could sit back and say, ah, fuck it. I, I don't really care. It's happening over there. Like, with all these riots and whatever, it's like, oh, it's happening in Wisconsin. Uh-huh. I don't really care. But it's like, if that happened here, like, you'd be pissed. <laughs> right? <laughs> Fucking angry. You'd be pissed. Like... And that's normal. Like you should be, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that when you, when that problem is so far away from you, like racism is, mm-hmm. right? When it's just so removed from your proximity, but you decide to make it your enemy, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is the problem with the world. Is like this ideology that's like not even tangible to you close by, or like, just why are you creating so much hate in your heart like that? It just doesn't. It goes for everything too. It's just like when it's like Republicans, you're like, ah, I just hate Republicans. It's like, come on, stop! Like, um, honestly, I wish people were just willing to just sort of like take experiences, like all experiences, with just like a grain of salt. Yeah, it just take just like take everything with like a grain of salt, like these things. Let me tell you, I remember just like, um, even within the past year, 
just like especially when i was sort of like becoming a lot more introverted and stuff yeah i just remember remember just like noticing a lot more when people would even say like you know like like i love you saying something like i love you and i'm just like bro what bro you, you you we don't have enough like lived experience right now for you to be telling me that you love me like i mean i love you khalil oh, thank you i love you too Paris. Uh, but like i i don't you know i feel like you mean in like in a disingenuine way yeah like people it's will be like, like love you bro it's like you tell somebody one thing about your past or just like one painful memory and all of a sudden you guys are like bonded yeah i'll tell you right now i'm just open about that shit like i'll just talk yeah i'll just talk (laughs) about it so it's like uh for me when i open up about like stuff that's like happened to me that's not really me just like opening up that's just like me kind of like being frank right that's just like me being just like very frank about sort of my on my lived experience but like for me to be like oh man i love you that means we have had to have gone through some shit together like yeah uh, we've had to disagree right right disagree about something gone through an awkward phase get past it come out stronger yeah learn to like coexist test the the friendship yeah um, yeah And, and if you have tested a friendship gone through it and keep coming back stronger yeah i mean that is more warranted for love than you having one deep conversation Um, i mean yeah but also a lot of those deep conversations where you open up with people happen for me at least when i'm not sober and when i'm not sober i say i love you to everybody (laughs) (laughs) see for me though i mean and you know this for me i don't really drink or smoke like that yeah uh, so it's just like I think like a lot of the times I just like take those things and I'm like I think I'm very serious about it yeah because like I think I'm always sort of like operating right um I'm pretty much operating in like sobriety a lot of the yeah time. yeah most of the time um so I'm always sort of just like thinking about like I'm like 50 50 at this point it's like <laughs> I try to spend 50 percent of my day sober Maybe not 50%. I would say more than that. Yeah. It used to be I would just wake up and get high immediately. But now it's more like uh, I wake up, you know, I work nights. So, like, for the whole morning, I'll try to do something else, not get high, and just, like, come home and then spark up a little bit, drink a little bit, and then pass out. But I think there's something very valuable to alcohol in particular especially a little bit of it in social situations. Uh It just makes everything go easier. Like is a little bit, you know, I mean Uh like a glass or two of bourbon or wine or like a couple beers, like Mm -hmm. something about it really helps the situation. Just the, just the juices flow just helps. I remember those nights with like Yumi and like Derek or something. Yeah. When leave we and we'd be just like hanging out. We've had just like a few beers, and then we'll just like get into conversation. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like it's it just mellows you out a little bit more. I think that in more social settings are good too. Mm-hmm. It's just that when you're in like really crowded places, you're encouraged to drink like a lot. Yeah, and it's a little different. But 
even then it's just if you can just take a few drinks loosen up there there really is it, it does really enhance the experience in my opinion because uh-huh. like i can get really jaded if i'm sober around a bunch of drunk people like yeah it's like all these fucking idiots just dancing around doing whatever if i'm sober it's like it doesn't see yeah it's like stupid when i'm high it's even worse it's like oh god i just want to lay down right but if i'm drunk like i can totally match that energy mm-hmm. and like get in on it and feel good and be like feel like part of it i've been to sound bar before being completely sober before yeah there's really something about sound bar in particular that i don't even really need to be sober to fucking let loose you mean drunk oh yeah <laughs> that yeah. yeah yeah i don't even need to be drunk i'll still do some like pretty wily shit um, there is something about soundbar that's pretty infectious inviting yeah yeah um the gayness it's the openness i love it i love it yeah i that's um, why i like it too it just feels it's just comfortable there i took a few tests um um about just like sexuality blah 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 tests to see if you were like more masculine or more feminine or blah 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 um and some i took a few of these tests and all of them had me on like the fucking androgynous just like on the androgynous sort of like you really like operate between like both yeah masculinity and femininely like pretty equally but like on the spectrum i was like far up there on androgynous i was like nowhere near masculine or feminine um on those tests and i was just like i wasn't surprised because i was just like i don't really like i don't really operate in like norms like that just like i think just in the sheer way that i talk about assholes i mean yeah that's not very feminine but but i mean it's not the way in which i operate talking about it is also not really necessarily masculine either um it's are you no, sure? No, yes, I'm serious. I'm like serious. Like how so? Just about the idea of just like uh being open to sort of like sexuality and like pegging, like being pegged. Okay. Right? Yeah. Like to me, that's like not something I grew up hearing men talk about is like how yeah. it feels good to do butt stuff. You don't really hear women saying that either. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's sort of like androgynous. Like it's like there's something about that where like you sort of like operate sort of like you have this like interest yeah that's not secured within this masculine concept yeah within this like sort of like feminine concept i see what you're saying um i don't know like, something about getting pegged seems pretty masculine to me <laughs> you gotta masculine? take you gotta take a lot like of like me getting pegged that's a physical process man you gotta that Wait, are you saying that that would be a more masculine trait of wanting to get pegged? No. Or are you saying? Wait, hold on. I guess. Uh, it's just. It's just a lot, man. Like you gotta. <laughs> 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 you just paused. You were like, "That's just a lot." It requires <laughs> some endurance, bro. Like you gotta. You can't be a bitch and get pegged. Like you're not gonna last. No, but that's the thing. Is that like? I get what you mean. That like. I think it's just like an openness to want to like experience. I things. wish I was bisexual. And I have confirmed it to myself that I'm not. And that's okay, I guess. But like, I get what you're saying. Cause like, 
being bisexual would be great, right? Yeah. But generally, like, if you're straight, I've, you know, because growing up, it's like, that's a weird thought to be like, fucking a dude. But it's like, if I, if I liked it, I, I would, I would love if I liked it. Uh-huh. Right? Because it's just like, why? It'd just be more stuff to like. Uh-huh. Right? Like, and I'll tell you what, man, like, I would fuck my homies like they deserve to be fucked. Like, that's the, what I would do. Well, the thing about I'd it, fuck my homies good night every night, bro. Like, the thing about it is that, like, it's about love. It truly is. I don't feel like a lot of the times since I've been, like, on, like, Bumble and shit. Yeah. You know, I realized, I realized two things. I realized that I couldn't be bothered to entertain people on Bumble anymore. I just, like, on these dating apps, I just, like, don't care anymore about entertaining people. Especially since I know, you know, I think a lot of women on Bumble already have so much stimulation. There's, like, a bunch of guys that they probably have on there. That, like, at a certain point, it's just, like, I don't feel like fucking putting on a circus act to, like, attract yeah this person who might not even give me the time of day um yeah so that's one thing but the second thing is that like bruh i don't even necessarily like care about the whole sexual component of anything bruh if i could just have a platonic thing where i could just like be held bruh wouldn't that be the best thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm like i wish it was sort of like normalized that sort of like men could like just like cuddle yeah that like men could just like hold each other wouldn't yeah. that be amazing? Like, and it didn't just, like, feel weird. Of course, like, the idea of just, like, if you were cuddling another guy and you, like, felt, like, something, you know, behind you. That's something you'd have to sort of, like, build up a tolerance to. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it would it would feel weird for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. I'm saying I'm wishing that wasn't, like, a. Also, but, like, the thing with women on dating apps as well uh, is that, like. There's a lot of fucked up dudes on there. Oh no, I know, I know. Right, it, like, it's like the, it. I think the the hope is pretty bleak on both ends. Cause no, it's just I mean like, the hope is bleak. But I'm saying that like, I know that like you know there's this idea that you have to compete or that just by literally being on there you are immediately already sort of like categorized as being like, I don't know, this guy is probably already like a piece of shit and I just don't know it yet. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, like I don't think that like even a lot of women have hope for like these guys on like Bumble or Tinder or I don't know, right. eHarmony, whoever the fuck uses <laughs> Right. That's uh, like the OG. Plenty of fish. Uh, uh, farmers only. Farmers only. Like, I don't think, like, they go on there and they have this, like, drastic amount of hope. But I think just because there's, like, this sheer number, that's, like, a sheer number, you have to, like, find somebody in there that's, like, halfway decent. Yeah. Right? Right? There's there's halfway decent people on Bumble um, and Tinder and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone's trying to go out and, like, meet someone like that, though. Or very few people are. It's just, it's also... That's the thing. I feel like once you get older, though, like, I mean, of course, in college, you know, in college, it might just be more of, like, a fling sort of thing. Yeah. But once you, like, 
are sort of like in like the real real world like for a little bit yeah it's like that stuff becomes really just like at least for me that stuff has become like really just like annoying like just being like oh yeah let's let's play this unnecessary game where we sort of talk to each other and then we'll meet up once go on this sort of like you know this this date that sort of like has all these ramifications you know because we gotta at least feel each other out and the next date we fuck and never talk again it's like bruh this is so annoying this I is mean, so trite that's kind of like it's kind of like the ritual though isn't it of the time no i hate it i hate it it's like the it's like the mating ritual right it's like you know like fucking praying mantises have to do the mating ritual right that you can't just not do it i ain't no fucking praying mantis yeah but (laughs) i'm saying (laughs) it's a similar situation right like it's just how how like it goes right now for some reason like this whole what i don't get what i don't understand about not just like in a dating sense but people in general is like texting is whenever i see a text message it's just like i usually try to respond to it immediately right uh-huh. if i forget like i typically generally forget but like whenever someone texts me and i see it i'm trying i'm usually just like boom it's like just like send it back immediately yeah because like that's what it's fucking for right like it's really for just this like person, quick responses this like, person had a question to me or something to say to me right now right? right and they thought about it it's like you should probably respond to them right now while they're still thinking about it like, yeah what is this whole bullshit it's like i'm gonna act like i didn't see that and then act like i'm not interested until later because i'm so busy as a person like no one's fucking busy you're not fucking busy bro like i not 100 percent of the time right yeah it's just like i know you're not doing anything it's like and i know you saw it i know how much people use their phone right most people use their phone a lot like a lot. enough to like enough of this just like checking it just to be like oh somebody texted me like just to be able to see that it's like yeah i have text message on my phone right now it's like i'm doing something sorry i'm not yeah. responding there's like a select few people out there that like actually are just like not good at responding to stuff yeah but then there's a ton of people who just lie who just yeah. like will like literally just like lie and be like Oh, you know, I was actually. Or it's people like, that'll make up excuses. It's like a social anxiety thing. Yeah, yeah. it's like a. It, it's something about like just the lead up to something that you have to do. That mm-hmm. you have to acknowledge that you're putting your voice out there. Yeah, and I kind of get it. Like I get that way with social media. Like I don't want to post anything just because I'm like, who the fuck cares? Like, but. But then. At the same time, it's like yeah, who the fuck cares? Just like just do it. It's always very weird whenever I see people's profiles and like they'll have posted something four minutes ago and they already have like what a hundred plus likes and you have like 13 comments. Yeah. And they're thinking it's just like, man, the people who are commenting on this, like, what do you gain from like interacting with this too? Like what's this posted, this person just posted a picture of them. I don't know. Like, like wearing like i don't know like let's say like they're wearing like oh bell bottoms and they're taking a a selfie in a mirror like what what is that like what does that warrant so much sort of like what's the actual engagement happening on like instagram or something 
Like, if you just post a mere selfie and there's, like, 25 people in the comment section being, like, hard eyes or, like, yo, bro, looks great, man. What a king. Just... Or, like, you're a queen. It's just, like, where is... What does that actually do? Like, what's the point? Make people feel good. But... And make the person who posted it feel good? Yeah. Or how do the commenters feel good about it? Because they get to say a compliment? Yeah. That's that's strange to me. That's I mean, it is weird when it's oversaturated, but like people people want attention. Attention feels good. And, See, and when think, it's positive, it feels good and that's that's what it is. And if you're hot, you want that as much as you can because uh-huh. you're very much aware that it's not going to last forever. Right? So like it's you just got to let I don't know. It's like people that obsess over the selfies or whatever it's like they're just looking for attention and if that's a happiness they get that's a happiness they get it's probably really sad for them right because they're you know maybe not having that kind of real engagement in real life but mm-hmm. it's just why why not you know that's what that's what people want people want to see attractive people see and that's the thing I think this comes from a place where, like, you know, I don't necessarily have, like, the full capacity to, like, empathize. Yeah. Uh, because I really, um, I really don't, especially now, I really don't care too much about the ideas of, like, me being attractive or unattractive. Because, like, like, as you can tell on, like, my profile, I will just, like, make myself look fucking dumb. Yeah. Online. Like, I don't really care. I just think it's more fun to, like, not look pretty. <laughs> like, I think yeah. it's so fun to just put, like, that milk face picture of myself mm-hmm. on Instagram. And people would just be like, that's so gross. And I'm just like, bruh, that's some funny ass shit. How? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're telling me you didn't internally laugh seeing me covered in a milk face with white stuff all over my face. I know what thought went through your mind when you saw right. that, right? So it's like... Well, yeah, you do it because it makes people laugh. Yeah, but it's also just like... I do it also because I don't have a problem seeing myself in like these unflattering senses. I just feel like yeah. it's just like cool to just sort of like see yourself in different ways. Right? Yeah. That's why like, um, you know, I've been doing more sort of like a... Um, I, I've been doing like more like photo shoot sort of things yeah. Um, with people. Um, and I've just been like, yeah, just sort of like use me like however you want. Like in the sense of like, I'm not really trying to sit here and do a senior photo. Like I'm not really trying to right, sit here and right. do like this and like put my hands like that and look like cool. Right. I'll do a mixture of cool. I'll do some goofy. I'll do some crazy shit. Like, yeah. I don't really care about this idea of like looking cool. Like I literally, I want to go full anime, man. <laughs> that's all it really is. Right. I um, mean, yeah, that's just a so fun. Right. You're right. That's just what you like to do. I think that's what people just want to, you know, emphasize what they like. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. Some people are attractive, and that's all they have. And. Some people are funny, and that's all they. Yeah, right. Like, it's just this is what you do. Is just like you capitalize on what you got because that's what you got. And 
I think the whole being attractive thing gets blown out of proportion because it's like, yeah, it's like they look good, but. But how many attractive people have you seen already? Like, at what point does it become like boring? I don't think it does when you're stimulated like that. It's like wild to me because, like, to me, it's like so overwhelmingly boring. Yeah. Like, how many like bodybuilders? And people with like great bodies do you have to see before you're like man i've seen this again and again and again i think it's like my same sort of like i think it's sort of my same sort of ideal like my obvious sort of like annoyance with like the whole office craze and friends craze and all that stuff i was just like i've seen so many people already sort of get acclimated to like just like regurgitating that feeling yeah of saying that they love this and at some point like to me it's like this is so boring like this is yeah. not even like fun anymore to even like talk about that because it's just like i yeah. hear it so many times so it's like the same thing with like seeing like attractive people online saying song lyrics or like putting like sunshine bright mind on there as like a caption yeah i'm like this this doesn't like interest me it's oversaturated yeah it's just like completely it's just boring now no i feel um, that it's boring content but then i see like other people and to them this isn't like boring content this is like the content that they live for but i'm like man does nobody like get bored of like the same content i think that's why i like eric andre because his stuff is just like not <laughs> it's yeah. not content that's just like all over the place right it's well it is all over the place um it's fresh yeah but it's just like people can't just like recreate that right people can't just like recreate the feeling of eric andre like yeah um just by wanting to right there's something that comes with how eric andre looks but with the thing with like attractiveness that's like a primal thing yeah right and that's really what it is just like a some people are really attracted to just visual things. Some people like diamonds, dude. Like some people like looking at this rock shaped in a certain way. Maybe that's the function of the fact that like, you know, I took all those tests and I was like androgynous. Yeah. So androgynous for it. And I really just like find it so boring. Yeah. Like, because I just don't even necessarily care too much about people like being attractive or things like that yeah like of course like uh, you know i'm attracted to like certain things but i don't even necessarily like place this overwhelming value on it and how i engage with like people yeah um it's i care like far more just like about how people think and not just in the way of like oh my god i care so much about the mind it's just like i could literally i could not be bothered to like care about like oh you you have like abs and shit or you got like great skin like yeah who the who the fuck cares like what but i mean what's your anime like what anime you watch right that's just yeah (laughs) i guess that's just that's what you that's just me yeah that's just me that's a personal preference of course right yeah um but i'm like yeah i remember this experience going through at like atlanta and my sister and i were like in chick-fil-a yeah um and um my sister and i were walking by and there was a bunch of like these men just in like a chick-fil-a just like ogling her and like looking at her like up and down just like a ton of them around the place 
like and i was like i literally look at them and be like like and it was just like i'd be like at what point again you see somebody that's like attractive right who's like conventionally attractive right yeah and like at what point do you like just become desensitized (laughs) to it like it's just like so weird to me how you can do the same shtick like i see a lot of men just like do the same shtick we'll be like yo man did you see that did you see that girl walking it's just like yeah i guess i saw it like yeah there's another one over there okay there's like two more there's bro like this isn't interesting (laughs) anymore like i mean i don't know i just get bored easily i think yeah we're just like stuff like that it's just what i mean what if these people are like surrounded by ugly people all the time though huh (laughs) what if like they're surrounded by ugly people all the time then they see someone attractive like i mean imagine someone that works in like a walmart in hazard kentucky right Like, think of all the ugly people that they have to look at all the time. <laughs> and then finally they see someone that's attractive. Like, I'm sure there's beautiful people in Hazard, Kentucky. They're I'm all sure probably, like, teenagers. I'm sure... Oh. Before they, like, get I'm into sh- meth and shit. I'm sure... I'm sure... I'm sure there's a ton of beautiful people in Hazard <laughs> or in... Yeah. Like, you know... But I, it's just a primal thing, right? It's just... It looks good, so it's like, ah, symmetry and shit. Symmetry. Yeah. And then, I don't know, porn is probably a problem, too. Probably. Porn is one of those things. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I'm so, I stopped watching porn Mm because I was just like, man, this, this is fucked up. Like, like not being able to get aroused on your own accord. I think that's like, that's bad for your psyche, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it distorts the way you look at sex and then people, too. Um, especially with porn that's out right now. It's, like, fucked up. But I, mean, I think like there's porn, a... porn, hentai, there's literally ca- everything. Uh, I think there's a online. lot more people that have a problem with porn than... They like to admit. Than there's people that are admitting. Because, like, there's a lot of porn, right? Like, there's a reason why it's such a big industry, Right like there's a lot a lot of addiction like a lot you can find anything and then you can pay for it like if they stop making porn dude like i don't think i still don't think i'd be able to get through all of it in my lifetime right like it's impossible yeah so it's crazy how much there is so there's got to be a lot of people that have like serious addictions to just visual stimuli that are like that the thing is that i think even back to like omegle or omegle that was fun though how do you pronounce it that had more so many dicks like yeah uh, that uncensored version at any given point there could be like a hundred thousand odd men on there just jacking just jacking right there in front of the camera and those are a hundred thousand men or so maybe 70 percent of that who are just like comfortable with just like doing that yeah what about the people who are uncomfortable about doing that i i'd probably say that there's probably more people who are uncomfortable to be on camera yeah than who are comfortable so that's a small minority <laughs> of probably this vast amount of guys 
who yeah like who probably have that sort of like sex addiction not even sex addiction just like porn addiction yeah i think it's a bigger problem than we're leading on because mm-hmm. um there's a problem with sex and how people approach it it's like very it's just primal man and then like I don't know. I don't. I don't think porn's good for your mind. That's for sure. Man, I really think that sometimes, like, it's probably better to discover kinks on your own without the set, without sort of like the idea of porn, sort of like starting that. Yeah. If kinks could just happen naturally in the bedroom. Yeah. I feel like. You know, I think porn sort of like gets you like ideas to like experiment, which right. is like sort of cool. Um, it's like something that you uh, everyone ends up watching yeah right? everyone ends up seeing it yeah and uh, but it shouldn't be like this like obsession this is like how like sex some has people to happen. some people watch porn every day yeah. right i would say a lot of people that do watch porn probably watch it every day yeah and like or at the very least once a week yeah and it's not at like the very least it's not like I'm not even like saying that's a bad thing, but mm-hmm. when your idea of sex is surrounded by something that unrealistic, mm-hmm. it's just like you don't. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it affects your relationship with relationships with humans in general. How you interact with the opposite sex. I wonder like, what it's like, because I don't know much about this, and maybe I'm I'm sort of speaking prematurely about this before I actually have some time to think about it. Um, but it, it's always been very curious to me about the concept of like being in a relationship with somebody and then while being in the relationship with somebody like watching like a lot of porn like what does that yeah what does that do to the mind when you're actually in the middle of having sex with like a significant other but like you're also struggling with like porn addiction like what what at what point is it like unhealthy um in the context of like a relationship yeah i know there's like that whole thing you know masturbation and like you know watching porn in like certain doses is just like a healthy like people say it's like a healthy thing it's like a normal thing but then it's also like masturbating is i mean masturbating is but like i think everyone should masturbate yeah (laughs) more often yeah just get it off your chest but don't use porn Into your hand figure it um, out figure out how to zen meditate yourself into coming no but like that's the cool thing is that like like what do you think about like you know how people like to masturbate how people can sort of just like visualize people in their lives do you think that that's a healthy thing to be visualizing I think people in your like direct lives during masturbation. That's a good question. I think it is because is it though? Cause like when you start seeing them, that's the thing is that like yeah. some people, you know, can like handle it. Right. But then right. there's some people were like sort of just like even the sheer act of imagining in that once you sort of like abuse it, then it can like become sort of like this like weird reality sort of thing. I see what you're saying. Um, but also I think that is kind of an exploration in your own mind. Uh-huh. Right. That's like a deeply personal thing that yeah. 
you're admitting attraction to somebody right it's like your own way of telling yourself that it's just like because you wouldn't just because they kind of hints at like uh you're longing for an emotional connection too because uh-huh. someone you know because you can imagine some random whatever uh-huh porn star but like you're maybe, imagining somebody who, who's directly like in your life that there's possibility that there's hope right uh-huh. and like there's something about arousal that includes hope and possibility and that's kind of a natural thing and i i see what you're saying because it uh-huh. could kind of like kind of go down a road where it's just like unhealthy obsession over somebody uh-huh. and that that's definitely something to consider but i would then say I also think about I, sort of like dreams right yeah you've i know we've all had dreams where we've had like sex or something with somebody like in our direct like lives and yeah. then you see them later and you're like <laughs> like you're just like you feel this sense of like weirdness because at some point within your mind right somewhere deep in your brain and your consciousness you've had this sort of like real but also unreal experience of having sex with this person in your yeah. own head and in the moment you know you were experiencing what seemed like a very real thing yeah um and then you come to like reality and here you are facing this other version of this person or I guess the real version of this person and it's just like that's like a very strange thing yeah it does kind of manifest some ideas inside of you about how you interact with that person because it's just like sometimes you might not even like see that person that way yeah like the first time and then your dreamscape literally creates that whole scenario in your head. But also, okay, think about this, though. Yeah. Think about the post-nut clarity you get, right? Uh-huh. After that, after you do it as a man, you're like, ah, uh, fuck that bitch. <laughs> and then you go to sleep, right? <laughs> but then here's the thing is that, like, I wouldn't even necessarily just say that. Like, I would be like, but, like, then you could, like, because you could have like post nut clarity right or whatever but then you could do it another night and do it another night yeah and another night and then does that that's not really post nut clarity that's there's something else happening well yeah but here. like yeah. you're admitting attraction to that person too, yeah once again like and i i think that's natural right to be mm-hmm. attracted to somebody and you got to get it out somehow, uh-huh. right? I think it's a good, I don't know. Masturbation always seems like a healthy thing to me because it's like, especially without porn, because it's like your own energy. Like, uh-huh. you're like, if you find someone attractive, hopefully just for masturbation purposes, it's just a physical thing. And you're just like, boom, just want to think about it and like do it, get it over with, not get it over with, but like, think masturbation can become an emotional thing though i think it can and i think it's a dangerous avenue to go down as well yeah because it's like you don't want to tie up emotions into something that's personal you you, you don't want to include this person in something that 
it's your own physical it's, emotion. A, it's a personal it's not, thing right yeah. like that's where it, that's where it has to stop it's just like you know masturbating is a natural thing like you do it it's a fantasy it's, yeah i mean that's what it is it's it a really fantasy. Is. it's, it's not using a, your imagination yeah and but you just can't take that energy into the actual birth like you know and that's hard i guess for some people obviously but you just can't do it you know just chill just keep your dick in your pants i don't know yeah i don't even necessarily think it's like this like weird thing because you know i think it's normal to like have people like like in the act of like masturbation i feel like people think it's like really it's big of a a taboo subject but this is really just like a normal just like thing of life that like you know if you are engaging in masturbation nine times out of ten you're going to like have had thoughts about people directly in your life yeah right that's just like a normal right um, that's like a normal thing um but it's also sort of a weird thing because after a while you know you're um ultimately what you are doing is that you're simulating something that might carry some sort of emotional weight later right yeah um so it's like something with that it's so hard to sort of like tread that line yeah um and i'd imagine it'd be harder for like some people because like for me i can definitely just sort of like do that and then go to sleep and be like oh i'm good yeah. But, like, I just wonder, like, what it would be like if it was, like, you know, this was, like, somebody necessarily that, like, you cared a lot about, and you started getting addicted to the idea, and you started creating a narrative in right. your head, and you create a, slippery a fairy slope. tale, and all this stuff. That's why I think, like, you know, masturbating just, like, from, like, from imagination, I think it's healthy. I think it makes sense. Um, I think, like, also it carries with it, too. Yeah. Um, Potential. The same thing with porn, too, though. Yeah, I think that was a difference that we were pointing out. It's like, porn, I don't know. I think you watch it every now and then, but, like, being... Putting that framework on your idea of sex, I think, is Mm -hmm. more damaging than, like, you know, you admitting that you like somebody so you masturbate to the idea of them mm-hmm. isn't like isn't like what like the the uh the incest category in porn like one of the most popular ones like the the step parent thing stepmother right yeah and like it's really interesting psychologically just because of how you, you know how much step parenting is a thing now and how there's like this weird it's really interesting that's the concept thing. of step parents though it's not parents yeah or no it's step or step siblings, siblings yeah. or like step parents right. it's really interesting that it's the step part that people are like it's doing. because of the situation that arises right yeah. like two kids male and female that are living in the same house in the same pubescent stage uh-huh. not technically related it's just like a lot of people probably grew up with that and it just seems like convenient plus everything's more exciting when you're a kid right yeah like everything is that's why all the anime is like fucking placed during high school <laughs> right it's the last time that they had any fun, fun or social yeah. interaction in their it's like life the best time of their lives yeah so it's like yeah so you gotta yeah. reminisce yeah i 
man i always felt for people i remember having a friend back in high school uh who he had like a crush on this girl and then like for a long time and then their parents got together and then he became steps siblings with the girl that he had like this huge crush on and i was just like ah man that's got to be the fucking either the best or the worst (laughs) no i mean i can't imagine that being good i'd imagine that just like would feel i mean uncomfortable like that just feel the concept just feels like (laughs) uncomfortable to me because it's just like what do you there's like no hope in that situation i mean like if you're both into each other before that but if Oh, no, I'm saying if you're not, though. Yeah. Like, if it's just, like, a crush. If it's, it's just a, a one-sided crush, thing, yeah. Yeah, then it's, like... That is a little weird. It, That's really weird. Yeah, it, like, sucks, because... <laughs> <laughs> you know, at some point... You're Sorry, bro. With it. Um, but, like... No, I just think it's interesting that, like, those genres are, like... Like, that and, like... Like, even the concept of, like, that they even have a concept that exists of just, like, teen... Like, what does that mean? That word specifically implies one thing. Well, yeah, it's just... it. It's just, just young? I, I think yeah. it just means, like... There's just uh, men or pigs that yeah. want young flesh. Like, that's just... That's just another natural, primal thing, right? Like, it's just... Young flesh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's just what it is. It's just... It's like those middle-aged women that will come next to me at the bar and like will like fucking spank my ass yeah for like no goddamn reason right did i ever tell you about that experience when one no actually um girl came up this one middle-aged woman i was at like barona and she like smacked my ass and i looked over and said why the fuck did you do that and like everybody was so caught off guard yeah for the fact that i did that and i was like really pissed i was like that's not the first time that's happened but i was just like man like yeah middle-aged women specifically white women feel like they're so like entitled to me and i'm like bruh i don't i don't know what you think (laughs) right what's going through your head or what you think i'm like interested in whatever this fantasy you probably have yeah but like it's not happening girl no no yeah and i'm not just gonna be okay with you think i was gonna turn around and be like ooh, like imagine Brett, that's the thing that I don't understand. It's just like, imagine somebody doing that to you, you know. A middle-aged woman came up to me and did that to me. Imagine somebody doing that to you. You would be absolutely just like, well, either, you know, if you had... <laughs> if I don't you did know, that dude. to somebody else, I'd imagine that if, she looked if somebody rich. did that to you, then she would probably be like, ooh. That'd probably be like, cool to her. But if it's not, then it's just like, why the fuck are you doing it to me then? It's a risk. It's gambling. <laughs> it's gambling. It's, it's the fucking Japanese train. Right. That's what I'm saying. Um, Bro, we've done this for two hours and 38 minutes. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Solid. This seems like a normal a normal time. Yeah. This seems like a thing we should do normally for this yeah. long. Yeah. Well, no. That, I think that was good. Well, um, I think I'm going to do an outro of some sort. Yeah. Maybe so we'll see well um well that was khalil yeah that was me khalil dennis um check out my uh check out my uh my instagram uh 
one plug. Uh, check out my um, Spotify. Um, I got a Spotify. Just kidding. I don't have a Spotify. Uh, I got an Instagram. It's Catch it's, em on Grinder. It's it's chaotic Khalil spelled with a K H for the chaotic part, and then Khalil with another K H. You'll find it. Um, check out my art page. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. Subscribe. Um, All right. Hit the bell notification. <laughs> Peace. Bye bye.